Welcome all to Tharpin 30, a podcast about pop culture where we talk about everything from Predator 2 to Predator 1. Uh, my guest today is Chase Andrew Thorne, dear friend. Hello. How, how, how long have we been friends? Um, so, 1996. 24 years? Five, 25. 25 yeah, years? 25 years. Shit. Damn. Also, I'm bad at math. Um, well, I don't know. Well, friends. I mean, how long have we known each other and friends? Because there was like a two-day period where I really didn't like you. <laughs> You're right. And you're vice right. versa. It's going to really affect the math there. Uh, um, right on, man. Thanks for being on the podcast. It's my uh, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Why are you wearing a Ghostbusters moo-moo? Well... Uh, I was going to wear this Ghostbusters t-shirt that uh, my niece had gotten me for Christmas, but it accidentally fell into the uh, the drain in the basement where your water heater and your air conditioning, like, drain into. I'm familiar with drains, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it, it was pretty dirty, so I went ahead to, I had to borrow uh, my mom's Ghostbusters moo-moo. Fair, fair enough. Uh, shout out to Debbie Thorne. Um and and sh- and shoot, we'll edit that out because I have all kinds of editing capability. No, we'll keep it in. I know because <laughs> I don't have a whole lot of editing. I mean, how many times have you listened to a podcast and like um, you're listening to obviously a post produced podcast and they're like, "Well, we're going to edit that out later," but and it didn't. never happens. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Um, so what we're going to talk about today is uh, the 2016 Ghostbusters, which I just watched for the first time two days ago. Um, well, good for this podcast, right? Uh, sort of, yeah. Uh, so, okay, starring... Wait, who's, you, who, are, are we recording this? Yes. Oh, I just thought we were... Who, who, yeah. is, who is this... Who, who is the 2016 Ghostbusters starring? Uh, well, it starts Kate McKinnon and... I love her. Um, Kristen Wiig, Leslie Jones, mm-hmm. and uh, Melissa McCarthy, mm-hmm. as well as... Uh, Bill Murray. Some people are in it. Uh the, the guys dude, from the, the 1984 from, the Ghostbusters. The dude from Weeds. Who's the which Weeds guy? Uh, he's um, he's the uncle, and he plays Chris. Oh yes, Wiggs, that's right. Stuck up. Um, that's at, right. Oh, Chris and Chris Hemsworth, of course. Oh yeah, he Gorgeous he's great. He is he's great. Really great in the movie. Um, that shit is le- legit. Okay, we're not, I, actually I'm doing a bit. We're not gonna talk about that today. I mean, we we might we're gonna one day. Talk, well, I I ended up actually accidentally doing it as homework not everyone threw a fucking fit about it like i I was like whatever well let's okay let's just dive into this real quick before we jump into this because and whatnot i had never seen it okay like obviously the reviews were less than stellar (laughs) yeah you can say you can yeah right spin it how you like sure of course they weren't great uh and i felt like even listening to sort of like reading between the lines, I was like, is it really as bad as y'all are saying? Like, I just don't think that it is. And I really don't think that it was. I don't either. But the problem is divorcing yourself from your nostalgia and of your course. love and your expectation. It's 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 just like when every Star Wars movie comes out, like, the detractors are so huge because, like, you expect this thing and that's not what the, the artist is making or whatever. 
or their intention. I thought there were great things about it. Sure. I thought there were some misfires. Um, but all in all, it was good. If you, if you divorced yourself from expecting it to be part of the original two films, I, I felt like there was some enjoyability in it. And what I really liked, there were two moments that I really liked. There was a whole mass hysteria moment. Where they kept saying like mass hysteria back and forth to each other, which was obviously a yeah, nod. Of course. But the other one, the other nod that I caught, and there were lots of nods, obviously, and you have original cast Naturally. members coming back and as other characters. Some of those. And... But the one that I really liked is um, they were talking about a particular. They were talking about a particular character, a male character. Hold on a second. Should we save this for the actual 2016 Ghostbusters that we will probably eventually do? No, I'm gonna, this is going to be because, the last, because, because, be my last okay, piece. Okay, on, okay, my last piece okay. on it is shout um, out to future guest Chase Thorne uh, <laughs> yes. on 2016's uh, female Ghostbusters. Yeah, answer the call. Um, so they get into this conversation and they're like, "That guy, what do you think? You think he's like a Ken doll?" And they're like, "Yeah, total Ken doll situation." And what I liked about that subtle nod was it was a variation on the. Uh, everything would have been fine here until if if Dickless hadn't shut down the power grid. Right. They caused an explosion. Yeah, Is right. this true? Yes. yes, it's true. This yeah. man has no dick. Right. But they. they oh. Shout out to William Atherton, future guest of the podcast. Where the uh, where the mass hysteria back and forth was like a very pronounced <laughs> nod to to a to a particular moment in the original film. I felt like the Kendall joke was a little more subtle. Call uh, indeed. Indeed. And I think that, you know, this is a nice little Easter egg. I, I enjoyed picking up on that. Cool. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that one. And, mm-hmm. you know, f- uh, shout out to future guest Chase Thorne again. Uh, so before we get into the actual 1984 Ghostbusters, let's, let's talk a little afterlife. Uh, and, like, what your feelings are. Like, how are you feeling about it? Like, because me, obviously, there's a lot of lore, like, you know, in between, even leading up to the female Ghostbusters, are we going to do three? You know, mm-hmm. Murray doesn't want to do three. He's like, guys, two was bad. I, did, I hated it. Um, we'll get into that. Uh, shout out to future podcast guest Chase Thorne for Ghostbusters 2. Um, Which well, I have homework for you, actually, well, when we do that one. Well, I'm really busy. we got 30 minutes here, buddy. So, hold on. Um, I'm the host of this goddamn show, and I will pull the plug. <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyway, uh, to our guests here, Chase has pulled his hat down, though. Um, they can see it. Uh, right. <laughs> um, so, you know, Will They, Won't They went on forever, and then Bill Murray would, like, tease this shit where he'd, like, show up at Comic-Cons and stuff in the gear, but then be like, no, 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 I don't want to do it. Well, he's, you know, like, like, the original troll. He's the original, he's the original troll. Internet, internet troll before you could do it with the internet, because he had access to cameras and media that we didn't have in true and and, and would just be to... like hey i'm gonna show up at this award ceremony like horror cons and shit like that and but famously was just like i ain't gonna do it i ain't gonna do it uh and and then eventually he just you know and then he shows up in this the the reboot the, the 2016 reboot and you know, which was great. You know, that was like, okay, he's not divorced from the franchise. You know, he's like, he, he's into it. Uh, you know, and then obviously... Uh, well, there's a lot about... I think we're leaving out a huge chunk here where uh, what Ghostbusters 3 and its script was and was going to be became a, a, a really successful and critically acclaimed video game. 
Sure, which he did the voice for. They all did and, the voices for, yeah. And, um, and anyway, but I mean, like, uh, so, so will they, won't they went on forever. And not to mention the very troubled relationship between Murray and, um, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis, you know, from Groundhog okay, Day. Okay, we're doing this podcast. You know who Harold Ramis is, right? I'm just like. Uh, Egon, but yeah. not forgotten. <laughs> I, I would like to take. I, no, I know that's a I, meme, and I, I would. Have, I no, no, no. I saw it. On, I, I didn't even. I didn't even see it on a meme. I saw it on the back of some dude's leg in a liquor store sometime on a tattoo, on a tattoo. Wow. So, um, so anyway, um, now here's a question. Um, are there any other, uh, pop culture stories, um, or narratives that feature a character named Egon? Have you ever met a person named Egon that wasn't named after, after Egon from the movie? Um, I don't, I feel like there is, but I can't think of it i'd love to know the like etymology of like why they picked that name sure uh, i you know shit, I, I have no idea uh no good egon spengler what is his origin i don't know yeah. we'll probably get into that too uh shout out after to like after like mayberry will delve into shout to out to egon spengler cause... future guest on uh tharpen 30 um so so basically like i've got him on a discord server actually I <laughs> um so whenever I started seeing, you know, this is actually going to happen, you know, it's, uh, you know, Jason Reitman's going to direct, uh, you know, there was that famous teaser trailer, I finally got the keys to the car type of shit, you mm-hmm. know, like where... The, it, Paul it, Rudd, it, the Paul Rudd announcement. I well, no, 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 but, but, but even before the... That was like a year divorced from that, like, you know, like a year before that, it was Sounds just... Like you need to spend some time with the word divorce. You guys are having a good little... Uh... Okay, uh, continue. Uh, well, I, you know, I am famously a child of divorce, so shout Famous, out, famously, sh- sh- shout out to uh, future guest and Tharp and Bob Tharp and Bob Tharp. Yeah, we are talking about Ghostbusters, so right. he yeah, is... the dead rising from the grave, oh, mass my, hysteria. Oh my goodness, this has gone off the rails. We have not even started. Um, His dad's dead, by the way. Uh, uh, R.I.P. <laughs> Robert Preston Tharp. Love you, buddy. Uh, move, moving on. <laughs> uh, so, like, is it going to be the same kind of funny, though? Or is it going to be just, like, another kind of horror? Is it going to be a different take on it? Like, I think it's... Trust me, I love I love the nostalgia. We were talking about that, you know, earlier before we you know, yeah, got yeah. on it. It's like, it affects us, you know, like it's, it's something from our childhood. And we're not going to talk about it anymore. And, uh, well, well, hold on. Uh, shout out to future guest nostalgia. Chase Thorne uh, on Ghostbusters Afterlife. Um, and... and nostalgia for that matter but i mean like like i want to shout out to a future guest me in about uh 20 minutes later on this podcast when i don't i don't hear talking i I, it's not nothing's guaranteed what possible (laughs) podcast would you be on and i mean i've named them all we are oh well, earlier I did. Oh, think shout! We were. Oh, you mean you mean shout out to you later? Later just, in just, the same recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah got you. Got I you, just want to holler at me. Got it. Got it. Um, but like, you know, are they going to be able to recreate that thing? Like, like that snarkiness? That like, because it's a comedy. You know, like you know, I know just because they're throwing that theremin score in, you know, and they're they're doing that stuff. You know, like. It, you know, it's it's like you know the trailers just like scream like this kind of drama thing. You know, single mother. It, it has its own tone. It, it like, has its own tone, which I'm down with. This. You know, like I, th- I think it's going to kick ass anyway. But but 
you know, like, I really hope that we get some of that snarkiness that, like... I really hope there's... I think my thought and, and knowing sort of, like, not what we've been shown, but what they've told us. Indeed. And knowing Paul Rudd and the, like, the McGee and me bait and switch of him, you know... Um, because I, I, I'm sure we had this conversation because right away when he got cast, I was like, who better to cast as one of Egon's relatives? Which actually sounds like maybe well, he's hold not on even... A, hold, hold on a second. Hold on. Let's see, no, hold no, on. Hold on. We, I mean, we should... Okay. All do right. I get it? I mean, I, you want me to be on here? No, or? no, okay. no. Of course, no. But I mean, like, you know, I'm still very... They, they, you know, they show the Spangler, uh, you know, ghost patch, you know, yeah. Ghostbusters. But, but I'm like, the... the uh, timeline is is just kind of dicey i can't wait to find out i'm like is this a egon has had a kid before he was in the ghostbusters and that's i mean again that's a very interesting Uh, thing you know and and what is also great about that because annie potts shows up in the third trailer you can do something that's great you can do in a narrative and i know as someone who's uh desperately unsuccessfully tried to craft narratives in his life john candy uh no myself oh but yeah i mean he's not good at it anymore uh, r.i.p we will talk about him in this <laughs> shout podcast, out to future actually. uh tharp and 30 guest john candy's ghost for ghostbusters 4 uh the return of john candy um we have to take a break right now for an ad read uh this podcast is brought to you by natural light uh the Budweiser corporation and wine well wine's not gonna sue us so that's good indeed yeah moving we're gonna on edit all this out we'll edit this out <laughs> uh so we, we're approaching so 30 your mission, minutes it's your mission to not edit out anything where we say that you're gonna edit it out but you should edit out this where i talk about not editing out the editing out that i'm 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 confused out. let me talk to my editor about <laughs> it um yes <clears throat> well uh, <laughs> okay, well, you know, we've only got 30 minutes here, so... Oh, okay, uh, my bad. I'm sorry, yeah. So time, back back time, to time uh, the 1984 December blockbuster Ghostbusters. Um, it's a phenomenon. Like, not to mention the toys, the the craziness, mm-hmm. like how many toys I had every... all the, all, I had all that shit well, the growing toys, up. Like, the toys were more so related to the Saturday morning cartoon. Indeed, but Although, I mean... Although, like, still, obviously, all But that, that tracks with the the age we were. But also, I mean, if there's anything that I've learned I'm, lately... I'm born 82, you're 83. Three, 83. Uh, the, the cartoon comes out 86, 87. Right. And so, right. so then they're Prime just like, yeah, let's, let's slap some... Like I remember, so I bought a I bought a bag of cereal. Um, it was the the knockoff version of the prehistoric fruit rocks. I mean, we already name dropped so it was the multi meal fucking fruit. Edit out fruit rocks. I do not want to get sued by fruit. Rocks. <laughs> I get, uh, dude, fruit rocks as a lawyer is garbage. By the way, I've actually talked. Oh, to that Steve. Guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a real Steve shithead. A real piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm eating. Uh, I, I like. I, I, you know, it'd been thirty years, minutes here. It's been years since I busted out a, a, some fruity pebbles. Not even. And I put some milk in it, yet. and I'm eating it with a spoon. And as soon as the smell and the taste hit my lips, I'm like Saturday morning cartoons, dude. Wish Kid, sure. Go uh, the real Ghostbusters, um, all kinds of stuff that we watched on on Saturday morning cartoons. All kinds of tangents 
that I refused to take right there. However, uh, really wanted to in the eighties. You know, uh, those cartoons that we loved, where, you know, we got the mask figurines out in the living room and Transformers and He-Man and G.I. Joe and all of those cartoons in retrospect. Like, you know, as a kid, we're like, oh, cool. They made toys about the show. Which is not the case. It's really the opposite of the case, which is they were making the toys. Shout out then... to future guest Netflix for making that show, The Toys That Made Us. All right. And that that was the the toy company. And so same kind of thing. Like once they knew that Ghostbusters was this viable commercial enterprise for children, uh, which is, again, an odd odd phenomenon in and of itself. But I I think we, we, you and I, have a unique perspective on this because we were that age group. Sure. You know? But also this movie is way too old for us, even. There's a, there's a ghost blowjob in it. Ghost job. We'll get. We'll get it. We'll get into the ghost uh, job. Shout yeah. out to future guest ghost job. Ghost job. Yeah. I actually I think I, uh, worked a couple of shifts with ghost job. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So I think they the uh, nineteen eighties strange music. <laughs> oh shit! Damn. Now you're really torching my shit over here. Shout out to Tech Nine future yeah. guest for real. Tech, if you want to come on, uh, we're we're yeah. interested. Um, Rebeck, so, I know you did that ghost job record. That's <laughs> uh, a future guest, Robert Rebeck. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, opening shot, that opening shot, like it's just like that Columbia Pictures, just just does it to me. And the theremin. And the theremin, like the. Yeah, of course, of course. So, and the score is something I want to get into heavily. Both the. Both Elmer Bernstein and, and the score. Elmer Bernstein, because it's not mutually exclusive. So he like does the score, but he does a lot of those. He writes those mm-hmm. songs in because I kept being like, I like pull out my record, my actual vinyl mm-hmm. album. I'm like, oh, also by Elmer Bernstein. Yes, that's right. He is a uh, pretentious vinyl collector. Just he had to throw it in there for all of you. I, the, okay, fine. I could have said my CD. No, I, but you had to talk about your original vinyl pressing of. Uh, no, the, it's it's actually a repress, but I do have an OG press so of the just, single oh, you're, you're of not, the forty five. You're not making my point less. Uh, it's <laughs> right a forty five. The, uh, the the copy of you know the yeah. hit song Ghostbusters. It was number one. It weirdly, it's just two sides of Ghostbusters. Hmm. Like, how else are you going to do that? They're like, turn it over, Ghostbusters again. Ghostbusters again. Shout Why out not? to future guest Ray Parker Jr. Um, anyway, um, New York Pub- Public Library, we've got a ghost on our hands, it turns right. out. Well, and, um, you know, they pan down on that, on that lion and, uh, the scaffolding. Oh, for sure. Uh, which that was not obviously their intention. It was just like, that was something they had to deal with because the library actually was under remodel. Right. At the time. Right. Um, so we meet, uh, this, you know, uh, th- this lovely lady, um, Alice Drummond. Oh, uh, yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, she kills, uh, you know, you know, she gets, you know, she sees the ghost, uh, down. I just love that shot though. Like the, the steady cam shot following her, you know, the, uh, the, the cards flying out, you know, like Before it's, all it's of dope. That, like, so the cinematography in this movie was something that they obviously took very seriously. For a so, comedy, especially. As I was reviewing it. Yeah, well, and I, but I, I feel like that was something that the 80s did really, 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 really well. 
was they took their comedies seriously, I guess, for lack of a better oxymoron. Well, the the cinematography did. The, the, the filmmaking in general on Ghostbusters has some very high-end things going on. Uh, Go on. So, shot by shot, in, in, in establishing the, the sort of horror sense, the claustrophobia of the library. Of course. So, I remember one of the huge disappointing things to me as a child is watching this movie and then going to our public library and being like... <laughs> Well, this is pretty cool, actually, because there's all this stuff that I can interact with, but this is not like the library at Ghostbusters. And like, there's no ghosts here. Like, this you see bullshit. the card catalog, and, like, I could touch it with both hands, like, the sides of it. Well, they a lot these... less books over here, over there in Blue Springs. Well, I didn't realize that, you know, again, the, I'm the a The New child. York Public Library. I'm a child. I don't course, really understand the difference between my Missouri suburb and the well, fact that New York is one of the biggest cities. that right there is the difference between you and me. You're such, the the such only difference, otherwise, but we're the, the same. The, the claustrophobia, when they start going down the aisles of books in that basement that yeah. is down in that archive where the um, spectral apparition, full torso, uh, class five, whatever, is mm-hmm. uh, down there. And pink is such an interesting choice. I know I'm just like kind of going off on it on a, here, but to make something so frightening for children. But to make it pink is a very interesting design choice. I didn't think about until I mean, this I was scared. Second, I was scared as sh- I was scared shitless I was by this. Like terrified. We're still not even to the point of the Ghostbusters yet. Uh, we got thirty minutes here. So, oh, yep. Sorry. Um, but yes, I I, I agree with you. And um, so uh, then we then we go and uh, you know Peter uh, and his stuff and his. So Peter is a fraud. So something I never caught on as a child, and, and maybe you're in the same camp as that. Like I always thought, Peter Vankman was he the doesn't cool like guy. it. He doesn't even like it. He's, I thought he's the dickhead he's the, of the group. He's, he's the hero. He's the cool guy. He and I realize now in retrospect that he's a scumbag. He is a scumbag. Uh, and don't get me wrong. The uh, the whole uh, I'm testing the effects of negative psychokinetic energy or whatever. Like you know, I'll tell you the effects. Pissing me up. That's great. It's a great bit. Um, but Peter's a creep. Uh, hardcore. You know. Then he gets busted in on Ghostbusters. Like, hey man, we gotta. You know, da, Ray, da, da, comes, da. Down. Ray comes down. Here's what I want to know. What is the relationship between these three men? Oh, I'll tell you exactly what it is. They're all freeloaders on the... Uh... They all went to the same college. Right? And Venkman knew who to cheat off of. Okay. I like it. <laughs> I, I love this theory. I think there's something very subtly implied about this. Like, again... Oh, no, no. Obviously, he says, he says later, you never studied. You never studied. You never studied. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah, yeah. Shout and out to future guest, the line you never studied. So, but I think that there was, now there's another line that implies that even though they had that relationship, there was time apart because uh, you never worked in the private sector. I've worked in I've, the private sector. They, they expect, expect results. results. That's a great line. <laughs> That's a great line. It's, it's great, man. Like, um, uh, but yeah, so, they, so you know, they go, they go find uh, the ghost and mm-hmm. um, uh <laughs> I, I, I gotta love the uh, oh yeah that's great that's great and and even that was terrified like no I was you, scared shitless of that as a child saw her 
transform into this ghoulish, undead, skeletal, skeletal apparition monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just that moment where she, where where Venkman decides that he's going to be the face of the party. Uh, and she just does. It's just that very subtle. Yeah, I know. We only have thirty minutes. Uh, yeah. It was terrifying. Like, is the setup? It's scary. Terrifying? Yeah, it, it's fucking scary. But it's also in theme of the library. And like, Absolutely. So, so you do also like that's where that really great filmmaking comes in play again. Where like they never outright say that this is the ghost of an old librarian that worked here, but sure. everything about her. I'm sure Dan Aykroyd fought for that to be in there, but because Dan Aykroyd is a nut. Well, yeah. And Dan Aykroyd really gets into some nutty shit that I didn't notice, you know. And, and again, now knowing more about his family history and that this was like, you know, their profession and what you see in the film. And, and you know, I think about some of, again, uh, addressing the nostalgia that we have for it. Like, some of the scientific terms that they just throw out, like... uh it's Full great. protonic reversal. Right. And, and, but it, that's a little bit later. But even in the early library scene, when they're really throwing out some heavy scientific terms, and some of it's sure. movie, humbly-jumbly nonsense, sort of. But there's a base. Of there's course. There's a base in an yeah, idea. Yeah. Uh, I really feel that come through from him. And obviously, he's you know him and Harold were the uh, screenplay writers. The authors of the whole deal. Well, obviously, we have to say that you know previously this was meant to be a vehicle, a, for, a vehicle for John Belushi and Eddie Murphy and, and Eddie them. Murphy. Um, Going to be a totally different movie. Do we want to talk now or later about Ernie Hudson just getting? Let's say let's save it for later. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So anyway, uh, we decide that we're going to go into business for ourselves. Uh, but once again, I'm like, Peter is like <laughs> a, just a fucking grifter. Yes. You know, like uh, they want to do real work. Like Egon's is, is down with like the science. He's like, I want to fucking figure out what's going on here. Ray's like, I'm so excited. He's like the heart of this. And uh, and, and Venkman's like, where's my paycheck? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But you guys are my meal ticket. And shout out to drinking at work that's exactly apparently that's uh, what i wanted to talk about well also also because they got just got they fired just got fired but i remember that bottle and so like that was again as a child the first time that i had ever seen a bottle of that shape with a liquid of that color and, and they're passing it back Definitely and not forth the last and i remember i i seem to remember and i don't i don't remember i don't know if this is a an actual or an implied sort of memory that i have but it seems to me like I would have asked my my mother uh, or one of the other family members. You know, one of those early watchings when I, you know, 87, 88, when I saw it probably for the first time as a young child. And being like, what are they drinking? And I think they were like, oh, that's tonic. And I'm like, fair enough. Oh, okay. You know. And I had this idea of tonic, like, from the Say 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 video. Oh, yes. And, yeah. like, that idea of, like, uh, which, again, goes back to old... Um, swindlers and swindlers, swindlers, charlatans. And... Shout out to Paul McCartney, future guest of the show. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and the ghost of Michael Jackson. Sh- uh, I actually have him booked, so we're good on that. Okay. Um, so they decide they're going to do this. Uh, they 
apparently. I, again, Venkman is a swindler. He gets he gets Ray to uh, mortgage, you know, get thir- the third mortgage on his farmhouse that he's born in. And uh, now I don't remember farmhouse. I was born there. I don't remember the farm part of it. I feel I always, like oh maybe I'm maybe I'm. I always you know for me I up. always pictured it as like just a suburban home probably out in like Staten Island or. Shout out to which, future guest Staten Island. Uh, um, you never see any of their residences. Well, because here's the thing: um, where did they live? Like, it's at it's, any point. At any point, it's one of. And, and again, narratively, you don't really have to. Not until those not until the second film do we see where any of them live. Oh yeah, because you do. You totally see uh, Bankman's. Shout out to future guest uh, Chase Thorne for. I promise that's the last time I'll do it. Uh-huh. Um, so hey, man, the fucking so they, so they get this lighthouse. I don't believe you, lighthouse. Um, this firehouse. Uh, lighthouse. It's it's yeah, it's a lighthouse in the middle of Long Island. Uh, it's technically uh, it's fourteen Manhattan. North Morn Street, uh, Tribeca, Hook Manhattan, and Hook and Ladder. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, yeah. You can still go there. They still. Yeah. It's very cool that the uh, the company has left the Ghostbusters sign up there. No. It's inside. Oh, it's inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not outside. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's great. So, so they camera, buy it. So. You know, like, um, uh, yeah, yeah. Moving, <laughs> moving forward. This is real riveting stuff, Tharp. Yeah, of course. Um, Let's just power through until we get to thirty minutes. Are we there? I think we're there. Well, all right. And thank you very much, Chase, hey. for uh, the second episode of. Tharp in 30. We'll be back next week with the ghost of Peter Venkman. Um, They'll really dive into the rest of this movie. uh, So, Dana and Lewis is the next thing I have in my notes. Oh, yes. Which is, you know, like that. Also, what is Dana's salary? What is Lewis's salary? Well, Lewis is like, he's hustling to do people's taxes, right? For sure. And he seems to be doing very well. They're in Central Park West. So, I guess this never occurred to me also being young, but like how effing Canadian his character is. <laughs> like, extraordinarily so. <laughs> so, my family, we grew up in the 80s and, uh, and, and all throughout the time that I've grown up in the family, uh, communicating to each other in... Almost exclusively in movie quotes, and then the percentage of those movie quotes that are Bill Murray, I would say is like 70, and I would say a high percentage nice. of those are from Ghostbusters. Nice. Uh, like, yes, have some. Yes, the have some. Oh, moment, oh, man, it's great. Which it's I know great. I'm jumping ahead. No, it's, it's okay. Uh, we don't even necessarily have to do it like that, but sure. But definitely one thing uh, that has always been a staple in my house, and it's one of those where, like, I sometimes forget that it comes from this film. Sure. But... It's so much in the, like, buried in In the your, zeitgeist yeah, in of, the my, zeitgeist, of yeah. my soul to just communicate, to be like, okay, I gotta have a shower. Okay, well, I'm gonna go have a shower. I, and I, oh I love the bit about him just continuously getting locked down, like, which, which, but, 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 but like no one explains well, it like, or whatever. Like. Well, also the fact that like nothing Dana Barrett can do 
will keep him from coming out when she passes his oh, door. A hundred percent. He's having the raging she, yep, uh, accountant yep, yep. Uh, client out. party. Also, where's her tiptoes. cello? She where's tiptoes. her cello though? Well, she does string it at one point in the in one of the in montages. The montage. And yeah, in the montage. In one of the montages, and then there's the the casual conversation with the guy um, outside of the uh, the stiff, the stiff, the stiff, who's heavily implied to be the father of Oscar in the second. Y- yes, um, in the well, second movie. Shout out to the stiff uh, future guest <laughs> of the podcast. Um, oh, let's see, let's see what he is. Uh, he's in a, he's in a lot. He's in other things. I've looked it up. But we only have 30 oh, Timothy, minutes here. Timothy so. Carhart is uh, the violinist. Shout out to Timbo. Um, so we get into haunted Dana's house and uh, she's cooking eggs. Or no, she's, she's not, not cooking, cooking she, eggs. She ain't she's cooking eggs. eggs. Uh, Gozer's cooking eggs. So. Uh, as a child, I'm seeing this shit and I'm like, oh shit. Like, the filmmaking is great. You know, like, it's practical it's just like the eggs are popping out. She turns around. Oh, shit. What the fuck? And then this is terrifying. She opens up the fridge. The matte painting mm-hmm. slash you know, smoky whatever mm-hmm. apparition. It's insane. It looks great it's for that, 1984. That, well, and it's the it's that gate that you see to another to the dimension that goes or arrives from yes. the travels from the traveler later on in the movie. But, but like, is, the, the slow motion of her, like, mm-hmm. you know, the shot from her inside of the the fridge, the slow motion of her screaming mm-hmm. and, and slamming the door was just great. I'm, I'm like, this is a comedy. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, sh- shout out to... I'm sorry, we probably cannot get Elmer Bernstein. But, yeah, I love... I love... Elmer? <laughs> Elmer. I got him on speed dial, man. Okay. Remember when Speed Dial was a thing? I do not. Yeah, well, it went out of fashion about the time this movie came out. So. Uh, okay. Um, so I'm still. I don't. I don't know why I'm hanging on to the fact that she didn't have a cello. Like, where is her cello? Like, she what did. Was she... Yeah, yeah. She told me she's got it on her lap and she's. No, I know, it. but I mean, like, but like, she didn't carry it around. I mean, like, where was she coming home from? Whatever. It, I'm sure it's completely. Well, it's like irrelevant. okay. Um... Okay, dude, I, I got 30 minutes here. So, like, uh, we're moving on. Can we talk about the car? No. Okay, moving on to Janine. <laughs> no, let's do Let's talk about the hearse. Let's talk about the hearse. It's not a hearse. I, okay. I, I, fi- I, fi- I, okay. figured, I figured that out yesterday. I always thought it was a hearse. It's an ambulance. It's a 1959 Miller Meteor Futura duplex. It's Miller time. It's Miller time. That's later in the notes. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's for large gatherings. It's for like uh, like bus situations. But uh-huh. yeah, it's it's more like I always thought it was a hearse. It's an ambulance. Uh, they would put well, that makes seats more in them. So it that, was modular, yeah. so you could like rearrange seats in it. That makes more sense because when and this is one of the things that I noticed when I was watching it in preparation for this conversation was. When he pulls it up after purchase, and says, "Oh yeah, great deal. Uh, it just needs a little work. Shocks, uh, steering, power <laughs> Brand, steering. Brake, uh, only forty five hundred. Yeah, only forty eight hundred. Uh, face yeah. is 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 classic right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. He destroys. Well, and that's that's such a again. It's a great implication of like, um, stands. Ray stands was so." reticent about 
mortgaging his house to go into this business. But then immediately he's just like, I'm going to spend this money. Let's get this fire well, no, I think I, Well, I think it's implied he's that like, Ray's just a sucker. Yeah. But he's a sucker, yeah. you know? like. Um, <laughs> so then, then when Dana shows up. Well, hold on. Hold on a second. Oh, okay, hold on no, a second. No, no. Shall still, we meet Janine first? I'm still talking about the car. Okay, okay no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's working on He's wrenching. And, and he's in, yeah he's all up in it and he's laying in it and then he, he, smoke he pulls on. his head up and that's the first time you see him smoking. This cigarette or this 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 movie is filled with cigarettes. It is. This and movie smokes. Uh, the the most important cigarette I don't want to jump into yet, but I want to talk about the most important cigarette in the movie. Of course, also smoked by also or smoked not by, smoked by. Smoked, well, it was, it was smoking. He was smoking it. He was smoking it. Yeah. <laughs> Full on Shout out to future guest uh, Cigarette hanging yeah, from... oh, Hold cigarette. on a second We don't want to get That's ahead of ourselves So Janine Janine um, Who is a prize in this movie uh, it's, She destroys And um, she's extremely You know prickly And uh, like it's, right and off It's one of those like as a kid right I didn't give bat. a fuck about Janine You know like I didn't That character didn't move me in any way Oh I thought it was hilarious but as, as a an kid adult, Like you know she doesn't like anyone Like she's like she's here for business and then, and then Venkman all com- of e- Egon's. Well, hold on. Well, Venkman comes in, you know, and he, you know, he's like Janine, you know, like you know, all that bullshit, the you know, the bug eyes thing, the bug eyes, which I've done. That's again, like, a, but a then quote the gag right there, a gazillion times. Of course, of course. But then the gag right there is then all of a sudden Egon rises out from underneath from under the, the desk. desk. Or you're like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, but, but he's obviously fixing something. But she's well, enjoying get, it. But she, but like, also he, he just thinks he's of, of course. And my favorite line, maybe from this whole movie, is she's like, yeah, I read a lot. He goes, print is dead. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, well, I'm terribly intellectual. And by the way, you know, shout out to uh, not future guest Egon. Just shout out to Egon for calling that print is dead. Um, but yeah, yeah Annie, Annie, Potts, Annie Potts is throwing heat. In this film, she is throwing uh, heat, and they did they they definitely did her a disservice um, in the second film, by... which we're not here to talk about. Shout out to future guest Chase Thorne for Ghostbusters Two. Uh, so Dana, though we 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 really figure out how charming who is also a prickly Dana is. A, 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 a fiercely prickly independent woman. She, no, see, so check it out, check it no, out. No, off the bat. And I was like no, paying she's particular not, attention to this. Like she's, she's no just a creep. Yes, no, but even even before that, with Lewis Tully, because the she's first being thing nice. we see, no, she well, doesn't want to hang out with Lewis. She's being yes. she's being polite. But she's like, let me go, Lewis. But what she's doing is an actress with her facial expression. Like she is being nice, but in her facial expression, she's, she's throwing heat. She's is like, what she's doing. She's throwing heat. And something that I started to wrap my head around was like. That was obviously the first thing I ever saw her in because I didn't watch Alien until I was quite a bit older, and it it warps my mind to think that she played Ripley five years five before, years before yeah before yep uh, that film came out and she did that other that uh, where she was the journalist in the movie with Chevy Chase and no like eighty one uh, no one's ever seen that movie no I saw that movie nope yeah moving on. So, oh, we got thirty minutes here. Okay. Uh, clearly, we uh, thirty Va- minutes. Venkman, right? No. Yeah, no, we, we got have, thirty minutes still. Yeah, we got thirty minutes. Yeah. So Venkman 
is a creep and he's like, uh, I'm going to go check out, uh, Mrs. Barrett. I'm going to go check out Mrs. Barrett's apartment. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is hilarious. Mrs. Barrett's apartment and check her out. And check, oh, that's, right, that's, check right, out that's her right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And then he makes the face and he does the, there's the whole, he does the dude thing. He the, does yes, the yes, like, like, I think there could be a whole podcast episode about just what happens in the apartment. Uh, there's so many things well, that happen is, in this, like you know the the, this is the a topic playing I, of the I piano, the playing of the piano. The da, 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 da. Uh, that's right, Doctor Bankman's here, boys. That's you know, right. like he's he's trying to he's trying to throw his weight his weight around, mm-hmm. you know, and he's trying to be like. But she immediately is like, "You're a fucking carnival barker. You're a used car salesman. Yeah. You're a." And eventually, she says it. No, I think of you more as a game show host. host. <laughs> you Which, know, like. Which Again, is perfect. I didn't know enough about game show hosts as a child, but like she's literally, I think, referring to Richard Dawson as uh, the the original Family Feud host. Have you ever watched old Family Feuds with Richard Dawson? Uh, and, I, I, uh, I can't say that I've spent a lot of time. Or Match Game with Richard Dawson. Or Match Game is a whole hilarious thing to get into, even though I don't like. I, I'm a supreme. Uh, connoisseur of game shows i love them beyond belief okay it's it's kind of like one of those things when you're trying to find something low anxiety to watch you know okay you sure even even a comedy or a drama like you're yeah. trying to go to bed you're trying to unwind and sometimes you're you're your wheels are turning and you're like, what can I watch? That just- and you're like, I really need to stop watching the Zapruder film on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I doing this to myself? Well, because I need to know. John. <laughs> I need to know. No, I trust me, you don't. don't. I really don't Yeah, care. you don't. It has no bearing or effect on my but- life. But anyway, so Richard Dawson, the original host of, uh, and do you know who he is? You've seen Running Man. Oh, of course. Yes, yes. So he's the game show host in that. Oh, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Family Feud in the <laughs> 1970s. <laughs> but he would always, and there's Family Guy bits about this, where like he'd go and he'd, you know, you know the format of, of Family Feud, and you go and you meet the whoever's the first contestant, whether it's the... And game show hosts have a, 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 a long history of being raging... Semi-functional alcoholics, and uh, like even to the point where, like, have you ever seen Magnolia? Sure, of course. You know, and of he's course. that way. Like, he's getting just blackout drunk to go out yes, on the air, and yes. that's a real thing. Like, Pat's you've seen like history Pat of Pat Sajak, Sajak doing that. Um, Mark Summers from Double Dare, uh, but way before that, Alex even, Trebek like, was a hardcore. Oh yeah, heroin was, addict. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's out in the alley, fucking yep. just tying yep, yep. off with uh, Maya Bialik and Lavar Burton. And <laughs> so, uh, I apologize if I pronounced her name wrong. I will re- uh, reject his apology and rescind it. Anyway, um, so yeah, send it again. It's a. I will send it back. <laughs> um, so I just thought that exchange was so good between them to where he's like trying to be cool and trying to be slick. And she's like, I'm going to go. She's like, there's a fucking, there's a fucking problem here. Yeah. 
What do you? And, what, what and you, like, like I'm trying to tell you, I hired you for he's something. Squeezing that thing with a long. Are you sure you're using it correctly? He's like, well, I think so, because he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't even know. In any way, it goes bad. Now, there's a part of him though, even in no that kiss. scene, where like, even while he's, for lack of a better word, spitting his game, he's he's. Somewhat investigate. Like, I don't think so. I really, what like, so I really, ever? I think he believes her. I don't think he does. I don't think he even believes in the Ghostbusters at this point. Like, I like, dude. They saw the apparition in the library, I but think. he still c- continues to be a scumbag. Why is he being such a dirtbag? Being a scumbag and believing that something happened. I, I think he's using an opportunity. Uh, I, oh, okay. I think he's being right, opportunistic. All right, all right. I think he believes fair her enough, fair and enough. is being opportunistic. Also, best joke in there in that whole thing is, uh, look at all the junk food. Um, the, he do you slowly, eat this stuff? He slowly, again, going back to that like cinematography, he slowly opens and the light of the refrigerator slowly starts to reveal like you might see something. In, in, it, right, like, right, Maybe right. it's going to be, again, because... I'll call you... Uh, the, the, movie, the movie has set up these expectations sure, of, sure, sure. of suspense. There's going to be a gnarly thing. Yeah, and absolutely. release, but then it's, they're going to use a comedy food. moment here. Shout out to uh, the product placement in this movie. It's insane. So um, the two Coca-Cola cans used to confuse me as a child. and Because there's two of them in the fridge. New Coke and Classic Coke. It's New Coke and Classic Coke. And I used to think it was a continuity error. Like, it was the first time I ever was like... <laughs> you would think that. I love Because there's two You're shots. Great. There's like sure. from the front of the refrigerator and there's from inside the refrigerator. And I'm like, that's not the same Coke can as... But if you look closely in the wide shot from outside of the refrigerator, you can clearly see that there are both cans, which you couldn't see. You couldn't see on like old VHSs and stuff like that that we used to watch. Got to take a break uh, for an ad break. Uh, Shout out to New Coke. This podcast is brought to you by New Coke. Anyway, back to the podcast. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I was having this Crystal Pepsi the other day, and, uh, and, and like, thinking about Ghostbusters stuff, and, uh, no, so we go, so, the other important thing, that, to jump back a little bit with the, the eggs, and something that I didn't catch for probably the first, oh, 80 times I watched this film. Stay Puft Marshmallows. Were the Stay Puft Marshmallows also sitting yep. next to the eggs. Um, yep. Straight up. Yeah, so so basically, you know, he gets kicked out, you know, and they figure, you know, then I think the next shot is they're like, you know, having, you know, what will be the last of the petty cash. Do you remember the deleted scene that's the alternate version of him going for broke? He's like, okay, well, I think the best thing for me is to spend the night here tonight. <laughs> no, I don't, but also... Uh, there's a reason that the deleted scenes in both of these films are deleted because they're all yes. fucking terrible. Well, you can see where they worked on paper. And that was, for me, the only, the, the only one that... I'm going to bring that one up in the montage here in a second. The, the should I, uh, I think I should spend the night here, was to me the only one where his other take was obviously better, the one that we got. Um, but that was a good take. And the rest of them, the rest of them I can see, there's like a tonal sure. thing, like the honeymooners. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, they're all bizarre. Um, and the second film, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Shout out to future guests, the deleted scenes from Ghostbusters too. Yeah. Um, 
They're very opinionated. So anyway, you know, the Ghostbusters get their first gig. Uh, we got one. You know, like that. That song is burning so, my brain. That song, but but again, something that I never caught on to as a child is the homage that's happening to like old ragtime and uh, sped up footage. Sped up footage. Uh, yeah. Like, I never got that that was a gag almost until last night. Like, that was the, really the first time. I just thought it was, like, maybe bad film editing or as a child, you just don't even notice sure. it. You and know? and they, they look good, like, you know, like... But there's, there's a whole swing and a ragtime to that and, song. But it's also, like, some Abbott and Costello shit, yes, you know? Like, yeah, they're making they're these really faces. That. Well, yeah. actually, when I and say they, when, when I mean... Ray, I mean Ray comes down the pole and he does that, well, like, yeah, and, uh, and, uh, and Spangler, Marx Brothers... And Spangler. Body movement. Uh, one doesn't do any of that shit. No. So I'm guessing that that's just... Uh, uh, Murray just been like, no, I ain't doing any of that shit. Well, and... This is maybe as good a time as any to talk about the fact that, like, he didn't want to do this film. He leveraged this film for Razor's Edge. So, again, when we talk about... Which is a notorious box office bomb. uh, Which I've never seen. I haven't either. uh, Shout out to future guest, that movie. You know, um, we we should. I'd love to sit down because as a passion project to him, just because it bombed, don't mean it ain't good. He has often said, it's a terrible movie. Okay. It's a passion project, well, I don't He wanted nece- to do it. I don't necessarily he didn't want to do this. opinion. But, like, fair enough. Um, He's kind of a cocksucker. But he... Well, hold on. I thought we were going to take back cocksucker. Okay. Do you have a receipt for it? <laughs> I've got it here. We're taking it back. <laughs> we're anyway. Taking it back. Um, we're taking them so, all back. So, uh, real, shout out to future uh, episode The Goonies, where we talk about those quotes. Uh, indeed. Um, so, uh, whenever they're like, kind of like before they hit, you know, uh, she hits the the button. Uh, they've got video games. They got arcade games up this motherfucker. I missed that. No, as you know, when they're when they're having like Chinese food, it looks like you know, like okay. well, this represents the last of the. Oh, they got cash. like a Galaga machine in the background. There's like or there's something? there's legit three. Uh, one of them I could see was called Star Castle. Okay, so again, I think you have to like this. This plays into the uh, Ray stands as a sucker. So like, he didn't want to mortgage the house, but now he's got this like. <laughs> Last, and when he says this is the last of the petty cash, it's great filmmaking because when you look in the back, like he spent it on fucking yes, arcade indeed, machines. Indeed, indeed. Um, so we get to the first gig. It's like some Luke Besson. That's like Luke Besson must have I think, picked <laughs> we, we up on that to, world building. Like that's the first really gig. great world building in a film. And um, the Mater D, if you will, or the head staffman. Yeah, he's, he's thrown heat. Ooh, I love that actor. He, like, he's thrown he's heat. Great. You know, well, the you know, like, but he kind of sets up this world about how this place is kind of haunted. You know, and they're like, oh yeah, mm. I love how they're like, we do this all the time. You know, so which is almost it's almost like they've picked up on Vankman's used car salesman. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We we have to act like we know what we're doing here. You know, like we you know we have to act like we're just roach. He says this again later when when they get released by the mayor, and he's like, "All right, let's be professionals here." You know, right, 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 right. Um. So, as a child, 
you know, bite your head off, man. You know, like, the, what are you guys, mm. some kind of a cosmonaut? Yeah. It's weird. But, like, you know, it's, it's funny as hell. Like, I never got that joke as a kid. But as an adult, I think the funniest thing about the whole shot in the elevator is there's a huge no smoking sign behind them. Yes. And, <laughs> and like, this movie's riddled with smoke and and just, like, well, yeah. Like the whole, the whole uh, yeah, we should have had a test of these uh, and I uh, talk- of these apparatuses, and and he's like, I blame myself, and he yeah. goes, yeah, me too, and then they and, and then, they move and away from Egon, that's great well, comedy, Egon especially, but more so than that, and, and this is just again a personal aside. We've got about thirty minutes here, by the that, way, so oh, just okay, you know, twenty. I just need like the next twenty nine, right? No, no, dude, dude, we have twenty minutes total, so twenty minutes total tharpin 20 is the name of this podcast okay so when i was at an age kind of like what we were talking about with music production earlier off of off the recording or whatever when i started to understand things about cinema there was well i had my older brother uh who was constantly showing us like cool music and cool film and cool shout out to Matt Thorne uh, uh future yeah. guest of the podcast cool media and mediums of media and i remember him like i'd seen one or two things on tv where they'd done letterbox you know and this is back in the day of crts or what we called tube televisions and cool story grandpa you know the black the black bars were terribly distracting the first time you, you watched them, you know. And he had gone on some tirade, and I just didn't get what he was saying. And a, within that year, there was a short documentary on the AMC channel about the difference uh, between what was called pan scan and... The letterbox format, which was what mm-hmm. you saw in theaters. Sure. And the example that they used was the elevator scene in Ghostbusters. Nice. And they showed what the pan scan was. And they and they didn't exactly pan scan it. Because in pan scan, what they would do um, was actually like move what part of the letterbox you were seeing. And there'd be this like blurring that was awful. But in the case of the elevator scene, what they would do is they would have uh, Stans and Venkman on a shot and then and then shoot to Stans and Spengler and, and cut between the two. They would actually like, they would be like hard cuts in the shot where, and then they would be like, well, here it is in, in widescreen and you would just see the whole shot. It's just one shot in the actual theatrical I think this format. is actually a piece in the special features on the Ghostbusters first run DVD. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, which is actually what I did watch in preparation for this. Uh, and I was going to set it up on my CRT. I ran out of time due to the other scheduling stuff that's going on in my life suddenly. Speaking of running out of time. Oh, yeah, what we only got about twenty three more minutes, right? Twenty three minutes left. So, okay. so uh, this is one of the most like first real like kind of special effects movies that that they were doing shit like uh, the dude from. Uh, um, I'm sorry, can I just say Star Wars trilogy? Well, this guy is from uh, Industrial Light and Magic. Oh, 
Um, so like, not the first, but more so like uh, it's it's like it's like the I wouldn't say the first, of course. I mean, like it's the next level. It almost seemed like all well, the proton the, pack it's shit. The first time you're seeing it in a comedy, probably. Yeah, but I mean, like, wouldn't you say? I mean, obviously, there's a lot of claymation in this. That's like really janky looking anymore. When you watch it back, you're like, Oof, uh, that's the, sweaty. The, there's there's only a few effects that I can say look really badly. Janky. It's usually the demon dogs. It's the dogs. It's the um, dogs chasing Tully into the in, out of the smashing out of the, of the uh, smashing. Yeah, that stuff is and pretty it's sweaty. Back and forth because when the dog is in motion, it's really pretty bad. When or, they're doing it in or camera, when the, or when the dog is just like doing its thing, like growling and shit. You're mm-hmm. like, that looks like a fucking demon dog of my nightmare. Uh, the ghost job is. Pretty okay, good. Okay, but it's stop motion. You can pretty well tell it's stop motion. Wh- which and which one? What's really which the ghost, ghost job? Oh, the ghost job. The ghost job. Oh no no hold on we haven't gotten there yet. We're not we're, we're gonna get there in the we're just we'll, we'll talk about the ghost job in a second. Um, so <laughs> sorry to stifle you. Um, Man, uh, I just got blocked on a ghost job. I just got goat. Yeah. Yeah, you got ghost blocked. Ghost um, blocked. Oof. Uh, any- that didn't land as well as we wanted it to. We apologize <laughs> for the ghost blocking. It's okay. I'm going to edit uh, that shit out. Yeah, I'm um, going to edit that right out. So anyway, you know, Bankman gets slimed. They catch the ghost. We see Slimer. That's pretty That's pretty good special mm-hmm. effects for the time. Uh, Ray, it's looking at me. Really All that good. shit's yeah. great. Uh, the, the flowers pro- are still standing. The first time we see the, the pro- animation of the proton that's what I'm discharge, saying. that's what so I'm saying. good. It looks pretty fucking good. It holds up still. It holds up right now. Yeah. We like it. Um, and so they, they get up. They, you know, they come out. They're, they're screaming. You know, I love the the smoking trap. And the uh, all yes. the all the guests yeah. like being like, oh my god, which that's is obviously well. got to be like just some dry ice sure. in that prop. But it's just great. It's like, yes, sir, we will, Doctor Man. We'll put this thing right back in. There. It's great. No, 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 no. <laughs> right, and it starts I what I no think might be. So much. be I, won't pay. Uh, well, I think it starts what might be my favorite montage in mm-hmm. film history. So let's talk about is the that montage. the cleaning up the town one. Uh, no, it's no, it's the. Uh, Oh yeah, it is the cleaning up the town one. Um, uh, we've or got, is we've it got, saving the day? No, saving the day. No, is saving later. the day is the end. Saving um, the days later. It's cleaning up the town. Towards uh, we've got we've got mad cameos coming in here. We've got Larry King. We've got Casey Kasem. Mm-hmm. Princess fucking die. Well, she doesn't cameo, but she's listed on the on the um, the tabloid. Uh, well, actually, she but she is a ghost. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pursue that joke. Never mind. Um, and, and, and oh, then, because she's dead. And uh, well, I'm not going to pursue this joke anyway. Um, so, Ghost Blow, welcome to Cancelled Corner on Tharp and Thirty. The we Cancelled call it ghost Corner, job, not Ghost Blow. Uh, uh, oh, Ghost Job. Can be Blow Ghost or Ghost Job. Okay. Um, you know, most I like Blow Ghost. Most of this movie really does hold up. Like you know, as far as like you know, like like transcending. You know, different kind of connotations and just like and so, stuff like 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 Venkman's a creep, but he doesn't like do anything that's like overt. Like he's he's creepy, and she's like, no, thank you. But like a lot of times we look at these '80s movies and we're like, oh shit, that ain't gonna fly. You know, like I'm really proud of this movie and the fact that they didn't overtly just like it. It didn't seem like part of that type of like sex comedy. He's or, lascivious without being rapey. Absolutely. And, and so, 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 ghost, so ghost job, 
So when when Ray gets the ghost job, um, wait, you know, so like it's a dream about a ghost job. Well, hold on, really? Right? Well, no, I don't. Well, there's I'm not a, sure. There's a whole, I want to talk about this. Okay, I will I paid, too because I paid this really is really attention to this. This, this is so the, it's you see Ray sleeping. And then you see the the Wayne's World Fair enough. Yeah. And then the ghost job scene happens. And his pants unzip. Mm-hmm. And the uh uh so it's stop motion, right? In that the pants. in that effect. The, the, yeah, yeah, and yeah, what's yeah. really funny that I caught was that You mean the zipper is, is stop motion. The zipper yeah, and the yeah, belt, yeah, of course, the belt of course. coming undone. But the whole person is stop motion, and they actually had the presence of mind to stop motion the abdomen breathing in and out. And you can see it because it is equally stop motion-y as, uh, uh, as the belt buckle and the so, pants and whatever. So in my research, research, uh, you know, in, in my internetting, uh, this is left over from a whole different scene in a whole different yes. spot where they go to some military fort to fight ghosts and, and he actually has sex with a ghost. Right. And okay. um, so then you cut back to him falling out of the bed. They're not at the firehouse. They're in some room. They're in some bunks. Well, they, I mean, to me, I always just felt like that was where they slept in the firehouse. But I mean, it's like, it doesn't look like a... Well, it's like anyway. This is all one, semantics. That but. was the one that caught me off is because he falls out of bed. Like so, again, you get the tweedly 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 tweedlies, and then. Well, I guess no one was harmed. It's a ghost. He got a he got a ghost job. Whatever. So again, it looks like a dream because you go tweedly tweedly in, and it comes tweedly tweedly out, and then he falls out of bed. But if you watch the other two, they're making these crazy movements, like they're sleeping. Like you they're not t- sleeping well. And you can tell it's a cut. It's a leftover it fucking is. cutting room leftover floor. Cut. They're like, we have to put something in here. Uh, it but, makes the, zero but the sense. implications of it are cool, and it's it's again really great filmmaking because uh, it's, it's how can we make this work in the montage? They're also starting to show the sleep exhaustion. Yes, they are very like, tired. Leading from me the, into from the from the we can't even get a job to we got one to this montage. Yeah, yes. we're like we're so fucking tired. I have so slime tired. all over me. Yeah. Leading me into the new hire, my main man, Ernie Hudson God, as Winston dirty. Zedmore. Oh man, he, oh, we're gonna get to that. Um, uh, gotta love the new hire. Uh, you know he's coming in. Right. Well, the thing is, uh, do you believe in that that whole? Do you believe in telepathy? Da, 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 that whole thing. Uh, if there's ESP, a steady paycheck, astral projection, dimension. It's great. Rage says, uh, "What's what's your yeah, name? Cool. Yeah, you're hired. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. We're, we're we're lucky to have you. Bring them yeah. on. Welcome aboard. Welcome, welcome aboard. Welcome like, aboard. <laughs> and um, you know, they're obviously. Is a you know, paycheck involved? I'll believe whatever. I'll believe you whatever me. you tell me. Um, I'll believe whatever you say. I believe is the. Line. But anyway, so they're, then they're talking about the trap functions. Uh, when the, then they start to talk about you know. And again, as a kid, like as an adult, I get all of the laborer objections that he has in this uh, movie. Like well, well, when he's in jail, it's like I'm trying. He's like, I need he's my like, own I lawyer, man. I just work for these guys. I just got here. Like, and you yeah. guys are, you know, it's all you know. Um. So uh, I love the whole, you know, the, you know. It, it explains the universe. Dude, we only got like four or five minutes left. I know, so I'm trying to hurry. Um, 
they explain like you know how the trap works you know like that we're getting mm-hmm. you know explains that universe the light is green trap, trap is clean, clean. Uh, indeed like you know like um so so we're good there you know and uh you know we got a new hire so we got a new ghostbuster great uh next thing is a symphony um and we introduced the uh, the stiff uh there's some terrible ADR in this part that I just can't I can't help but notice anymore I the older I, I get. That. Um I know it's completely pedantic, but I'm always just like, Welcome to the bad ADR corner of Tharpen thirty. Um it's right next to the cancel corner. Man, eighties ADR though, like they're it's doing pretty their best. dicey. They're doing their best though. We're all doing I'm doing my best right now. The ADR yeah. in this podcast is dicey as hell. Um so they're gonna go out on a date. Uh, He's not lying. His lips are not doing what you're hearing. Uh, uh, in my notes here, I have Sigourney Weaver in this scene is so fucking charming. She's just great. Like when they're when they're just talking, she's just like, she's just throwing heat, man. I she I, is, I, I, but, I love it. But I this again it. is like there's some really bad, there's some really bad writing, and there's like, see, here's where some things don't hold up to me. And when you talk about Bill, uh, when you talk about Bankman, and... It doesn't make sense. Like, all of a sudden she likes him now? Yeah, all of a sudden it's fine. It's like this... I think it's because she's seen him on TV now. It's this reinforcement, and I think you and I spoke the other day about watching, um... You have to suspend your disbelief. Watching, re-watching Saved by the Bell. So again, growing up... Yeah, yeah. Growing up as an 80s kid, like... Shout out to future, uh, show Saved by the Bell. Um, not even role models, but, like... Um, influences from cinema and television like Peter Venkman and Zach Morris who were like charismatic and cool and blah 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 and now in retrospect I'm like oh my god that's such like an awful way to behave as a man. But also just saying uh, this is when we introduced Dana's theme like the the... Mm, mm -hmm. yes yes so good. No, uh, but that's in that's earlier. There's a theremin version of it earlier when the eggs are cracking in the apartment. Is there? Okay, all right, all right. It's creepier. It's but a it's, creepier yeah, version. It's in a different key or something. Well, it's it's you, you're using a different arrangement. Okay, you're, whatever. You're, you're right, using right. the you're using the theremins well, and things that are creepier as opposed to like violins and orchestras that have this romantic like. Uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark um, variations, is uh, what we're talking Superman, about. John Williams style romantic themes. Okay, so uh, she agrees to go out bonkers. That doesn't make any sense. Whatever. Um, well, and also what's funny about that is she's like, "Yes, I will meet you about my case." But then she immediately is telling her mom and people that it's a date, and she's excited, you know. And yeah. uh, and then, well, hold on, we're not there yet. Um, uh, but yes. The host yeah. does not care for my interjections, just for the record. <laughs> for the host's interjections, I got it's nothing. A, it's, it's a time uh, crunch. I get it. We're, we're it's a time, time crunch. We're on a timetable um, here. <laughs> um, in 30 minutes. We've got 30 uh, minutes left. So, naturally, you know, the next thing is, like, she goes to, uh, you know, she's coming home. Yes, I'll come to your party. Uh, to Lewis Tully's party. No, she doesn't agree to that. She says maybe we'll we'll come. Maybe we'll stop by. Maybe we'll stop it's by. It's very non-committal. Uh, Ron Jeremy is in that scene. 
oh shit yeah I and uh, uh he's in that room yeah uh but um he gets around uh <laughs> speaking of can the cancel corner ron uh shout out to ron jeremy for being canceled because he's a piece of shit anyway um i mean that was a surprise to anyone though like nope he's not kevin spacey <laughs> no mm, nope anyway moving forward uh uh, Lewis's party is great. Uh, when he talks about the Flemings, uh, Ted and Annette, Ted Fleming. and Annette Fleming, and he starts leveraging out all They've of their personal a, information. Exactly, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I um, mean, like of all the quotes in this movie that I know for some reason, and I know it's not as applicable in an everyday situation, but that's the one I want to memorize the most. Uh, so right before this happens. Um, we forgot about the demon dog. You know, she's talking to her mom. All right, I'll call you back. This shit terrified me as yes. a child. Um, the the face kind of like through the door, mm-hmm. and then you know the 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 chair turning and run, going through the door is fucking terrifying. Seriously, and that just looks great and could be in any other horror movie and be a kept scene, not in a com. This is a comedy. You know, like like that shit well, is, is a, fucking terrible. It is terrible. a comedy, but it is, it's 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 a transcendent genre film. Indeed, what I'm saying is like they don't really have this anymore. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, because oh, like, the eighty the 80s were a special time in filmmaking. Indeed, indeed. Um, so you know, no, one one thing I wanted to say before we move on to the chase through Central Park was, uh, okay. yeah, we're gonna be doing some break dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis Tully. Lewis Tully breakdancing is, is, is one of my favorite uh, things that didn't happen. Um, so the chase through Central Park, Rick Moranis is just fucking tearing it up, dude. Like, he's really turning it on. Like, because, like, before he's just this actor who's just, like, doing these, you know, this little bit, oh, hey, Dana, you know, it's clear that he has, like, maybe a crush no, on her. This is the moment where he gets or to really open up. He gets to really open up and he's fucking screaming and he's doing, and he's doing his like inner monologue. His inner t- <laughs> now correct me if like, I'm wrong. Now Rick Moranis was not unknown before Ghostbusters. He was around. He had done yeah. SCTV. SCTV for sure. He had done um, the, uh, stuff the with McKenzie Doug, brothers. The, the Doug, and, of course, Doug and Bob of McKenzie. Course, he had done uh, uh, oh shit what's the name of that movie? Uh, that's the Doug and Bob McKenzie, the uh, movie. It's so good. The Hosers. I don't know some shit. No, that's no, never no, really it's my uh, style. Uh, oh, man. I know what you're talking. Oh no, hold on a second. Uh, no, I don't. I don't care about that. Um, he. This is right before he does Little Shop of Horrors. Right. Um, right. So again, I'm like. Starring what I'm Bill Murray, is that he's not unknown. He's been on Saturday Night Live. No, he's been he in places. He's been in places. Oh, real quick, I just wanted to say that uh, this part was supposed to be John Candy. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But the reason that he didn't get cast as John Can- or John Candy didn't uh, get the role was because he kept forcing. I think this guy should be played by a German, and they're like, "Well, no, no, no he's just he's a, he's an American accountant," and he's like, "Or a German." It's like, are so you gonna are, super are you Canadian. are you gonna do are you gonna do the part or not? It's like I would love to do this part as a German. It's like, okay, you're not gonna get the part. We're, we're trying to give you the part. He's like, sweet, German part. <laughs> so they're like, okay, 
N- no, never mind. So he knew he had to know that Rick was number two in line. I'm not sure if he was, but I mean, like, but he kills. So I'm sure. I mean, I don't, him and him, and, they work together. Well, I feel like also, I feel like this is one of those movies that like the studio didn't really have their hands all over. Like, like Ivan Reitman and 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 all these guys, you know, like uh, Harold Ramis, Dan Aykroyd, they all work together already. Like, I feel like they're doing this, like the studios work for them. You know, they're not going to let the studio, like, put their hands on him and be like, we're going to cast this other guy in here. It doesn't really work like that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh, shit. I'm looking something up for the here. For the listeners, Chase is not engaging anymore. No, I'm he's, looking up some Rick. great for I'm podcasting. Looking, I'm looking up Rick Moranis, you butthole. Sorry about the butthole comment. So, anyway, he's throwing heat. Strange brew. Strange brew. That's that's what this tirade went on, so we could get that moving forward. Uh, so yeah, we love Rick Moranis um, of Honey I Shrunk the. You never seen Strange Brew? Oh, I've seen it. You've seen Strange Brew? Yeah, I don't want to bring out, it up on this podcast. Shout out to future episode Strange it's, Brew. It's. Uh, so I mean, if I if I do like nine episodes, is it like Rick and Morty? Where like if I do nine episodes, then like I get to pick an episode. Uh, no, you can you can we can agree on an episode. How about that? I wouldn't well, say no, no, pick no. an episode. I agree to nine episodes. We've got thirty minutes here, man. Like so, okay. So he's throwing heat all the way through Central Park, like running over shit. He's just so great. He's really opening up, like you said earlier. He's just doing. He's just doing fucking work, man. I'm like, and I'm wondering if just like, well, because he's he's throwing comedy heat earlier anyway. Of but course, like, but he's really doing it. Whole new. He's got an arc. He's got this yeah. arc here, you know, and like, and is somebody let me in? You know, like you know the man. Maybe the, I got a milk bone. The 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 Manhattanites don't give a shit, yeah. you know, like, and then so now he succumbs to demon dog. And like I just think like his physical comedy like like running and like his hands mm-hmm. just and like knocking over the the bag of of cans or whatever and oh it's and, the lady's shopping bag the lady's shopping bag yeah you when, know. He, when he goes and talks to this is after he's become Vince Clortho right key master right um so then so now now uh, Venkman shows up for a date. And uh, are you the key master? And he wa- well, he's walking into the building, and there's cops everywhere, and there's some hole destruction of- everywhere. Yeah. And he's like, and, and the officer says to him, "Is like uh, somebody brought a cheetah to a party, and it, you know, went this, you know, lost its shit or whatever." He says, "Right." Um, <laughs> it's it's bizarre. He knocks on the door. Uh, you know, she answers. He immediately notices something's wrong. You know, uh, are you the key master? Uh, no. Close the door. Come back in. And yeah, well, he, he goes, yes. Well, I'm actually a friend of his. Yeah. He uh, sent me over. He sent me over. Um, I found this to be the most kind of lascivious comment of the movie. I want you inside me is like kind of like terrifying to me. Like it's, it's the one thing that doesn't fit in this movie where I'm just like, 
Oh man, I forgot that that happens. So, but it sets up. Hold on a second. Hold on. It sets up the joke. Oh, calm down there, Zuli. It seems like you already have two people in there. Two or two or three people in there already. (laughs) Well, and I also think it's an important moment because it does show an arc where, up to now, we have seen Vankman be this opportunistic charlatan, womanizing, and now he cares. This ad break was brought to you by Thorazine. Uh, which is apparently what Peter Venkman just like has in like a medical bag. Uh, you know, like, like when 300 he sh- cc's of it. Well, well, that's what he says. I mean, I know he's like a doctor, but he is, <laughs> it's not like a doctor. Oh, parapsychology uh, and, para- psychology. and psychology. Uh, as we, but not psychiatry. But, but three, he's like, I'll just hit her up with three. See, 300 cc's of Thorazine. She'll be out for a while. Which, again, is like less Cosby than his character previously had been. Like, he's actually well, doing Well, I understand a why reason. he wants... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, I'm, I'm wondering why Zool let him... I'm, I'm wondering... How did he... Did he administer that with a... With, with a... With a... With a Syringe? Hypo it's like spray. just 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 a hypo spray. I I don't know. Seems I don't know. Seems dicey to me. Uh, uh <laughs> so okay. So we're so moving on. This is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. It's less comedy. It's more horror. It's more just real. Like uh, Winston and Ray in um, in Ecto One. I got. Uh, so we already passed over William Atherton. First visit as we surely did as the EPA as Walter Peck, which again brings me to another point. Like, which I know sorry is, listeners is kind of the end of the movie, but like William Atherton getting billing over Ernie Hudson is oh hell yeah such a huge slap in the well, dick. but that's he how many? Well, I don't know. Ernie like, Hudson easily has uh, twice as many scenes and screen time. But it's As not. A, it, it, but it's about how much is he getting paid? Where is he at on the call sheet? You know, like I bet. You know, like that's how Hollywood is. Even if we're not talking about racism, you know, like because uh, I'm gonna get I'm gonna talk about the the Ernie Hudson stuff here in, here okay. shortly. But like, yeah, let's we, we will. But we'll I totally fucked that. up and didn't get on the <clears throat> the Walter Peck. Um, and may what I and may I please? The story. <laughs> the story. It's great. I, I love it. I love it when he when you know. So like you know, he shakes his hand and then puts his hand on his coat and there's slime on. It. He's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he says, "How are you guys doing up there at the yeah. EPA? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how, how's everything going up there at the EPA?" Yeah, I, I, I know. Uh, again, <laughs> off of uh, you know, in preparation for this, you and I were talking about Val Kilmer and Real Genius the other day, and and William Atherton's same year. And and William Atherton is one of those actors where I feel really, I feel really terrible for him because those t- he excelled in these two roles. You what know? about Die Hard, dude? He plays the perfect fucking piece of shit prick in Die Hard, as well. In the first one, yes, he's the TV guy who's like, we're gonna oh, frame it yeah. like this. Yeah yeah, 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 dude. He plays a piece of shit in every fucking thing he does, and. I would love to see him in a role where he's like the protagonist, for example, because maybe that's just I not feel his like he's I, a, I feel like he's a really talented actor. Oh, of course he is. They but got, I mean, they got they got typecast. 
like I love it so much. It was so good in these roles. Like like, you know? like I said earlier, I mean, just like I could, I just love it so much when he leans in and sits down. Mm-hmm. Can please. you may, or may I please see <clears throat> the storage facility? Like, well, and the antagonism that he has later, you know, when uh, uh when he's in the mayor's office. No, 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 we're gonna get to him. We're gonna get to him when they come to shut the power down. This man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Before that, that's in the mayor's office. When they come to shut the power down in the firehouse. Well, I'm, I'm, we're about to we're be about there. there. I know. About I know. There, okay. Well, my bad. So the Ecto-1 scene where it's just... Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can I get that sound again? Um, do you believe in God? Yeah. You know, it, it's uh, it's some real shit, you know, between between uh, Ray. They're having this, Ray. Like, having this like get to know you conversation. But well, um, I think they're just like, do you realize, you know, like it's not even a get to know you. It's like it's like the Twinkie just... thing is already like when Winston Zeddemore's mind after the Twinkie conversation. That's a big Twinkie. That's a big Twinkie. Tell him about the Twinkie. Uh, what about the Twinkie? What about the Twinkie? <laughs> like that whole scene and. So Winston Zeddemore's mind is already on this idea of like, yeah, I came to work for these people, but man, some shit's going down. Well, he's seen some shit since he started, which I think it sucks that we've seen zero scenes of him busting ghosts with the crew, but whatever. But you can tell that he's done it because he's cruising with Ray and he knows that he's he's like, do you think all the work we've been doing lately is because of this thing? You know, like I just love that shot across the Brooklyn Bridge. You know, and and yes. they're cruising, and then it goes to the inside. He's just like, you know, my grandma, or not my grandma, like um, and, and then all of a sudden Ray just starts uh, quoting fucking Bible scripture. You're like, this this is both dark. Well, yeah, both that's do. right, that's right. And, but now here's the problem that I have with some sort of like movie fuzziness that happens right there. It's like, Vankman goes to meet Dana at night. Uh huh. For the date. Okay, let's get They're this started. They're driving across the Brooklyn Bridge yes. at night. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. The We're cops, not going to get located. We're not going to get geographically. The cops t- show up. up we? The cops show up, uh, picking up or dropping off. Yes, dropping off with Vince Clortho. Hold on, yeah, and then they they drop off Vince Clortho uh, at night. Yes, but then all of a sudden it's early morning and the sun is up, like. Not much time has passed. Well, no, no. Hold on a second. Hold on. No, no. That's not necessarily true. Uh, why does it take Ray this and... Is, why does it take I Ray, think they've been cruising all night long. I think this is early no, in the morning. because Egon says, I need, I need Ray right now. Yes. And it's still nighttime. But I think it's... Why does I it think take it's, them I think it's morning? five in the morning. I think it's five in the morning is what we're talking about. Why did Venkman go on the date? That late at night, it's one of those things we're gonna have to suspend our disbelief. No, it is. About it's, movie it's a, shit. It's, it is. A, it is a suspension of disbelief. Or but there's a chronological let me float. Let me float a different for design choices. Let me float a different idea. Um, Venkman goes to his regular girlfriend's house. <laughs> okay, spins, this is some personal experience. Spins, crap you spins, have. <laughs> no, it's no, it's not. I don't know. I have, I've no never done ta- this. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, uh, it's it's just like, yeah, it's movie magic stuff. You're you're right, but I mean, like, I think Vekman went to some other lady's house, and he's like, okay, now I gotta go to work, sweetheart, or whatever he says. He gives her a kiss, and um, uh, so then he shows up. It's it's morning time, 
early morning time. It is early morning time, but like, uh, still, the, it, that much time should. Oh, oh whatever, you know. So, like, you know, Dickless shut off the power grid. Whatever. Um, that whole scene is great too. Like, well, no, I, that's when now that's when the EPA shows back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, no, we we all show up together. They got the Con Edison guy, and they all... got the the police officer. Uh, and I love the like sort of three way. Pardon, uh, for those of you that that don't have uh, an eagle eye into the recording of this, uh, a bird just flew into the microphone stand. That fucking bird pissed me off yeah. so bad. It's early morning here where we're. Recording I'll edit right that now. out. Yeah, it's tough when you when you're recording it. You know, six forty five in the morning. That kind of stuff's gonna happen. Speaking of six forty five in the morning, that's what time it was. Whenever. Uh, Venkman shows back up, and he's and the fucking EPA is here. Yeah, he's. Like, I want to cooperate in any way I can. Oh no, you had your chance. You had your chance. But Which you, it, you decided it would be. Uh, it'd be funnier to insult funnier me. Funnier to insult me, or does he say funnier or no? Um, more 30, interesting. We've got yeah. thirty minutes here, man. Uh, we, um, we can't debate semantics. Uh, you're damn right about that. Uh, uh, shout out to our future guest, uh, Sam Antics. And his sidekick semantics. <laughs> um, uh, shut him off. Like, you know, like, it gets all super serious. Like, right there. Like I've never it, seen... I'm not interested in your opinion. Like, uh, I, I love that. I love that. that like, like, what's going on is, like, his authoritarianism. Sure. And, like, everyone else being like, dude, this is, like... But everyone in that whole kind of, like, round table of, like... He has the authority to tell this person to do this, and this person does not have the authority to stop him from doing this, and the Ghostbusters can't do shit about it, and the cop is like, I'm just here to crack some skulls. And, like, so everyone's in the, seems to be in the right, and then then it happens. That Con Edison guy is is very much a mirror of of Ernie Hudson's character, who's like, dude, I just work for the power company. Like, I don't want to be a part of what's now going on. Like, I thought, like... They told me to go out on this job, but this is weird. Yep, straight up. Uh, indeed. So, like, I, I love it where, where, like, Spengler's just, like, he does, like, the, the blow-up hands thing. You know, he's like, boom. We're, we're, we get the fuck out. And he sort of gives the motion up the stairs, like... Motion up the just, stairs, uh, ghost escape, whatever, and grid shuts down. And police officer who, you know, famously is the, like, uh, don't tell me how to do my job... Pencil neck. Pencil neck. I won't tell you how to do yours. Yep. So you, you do that again, you can shoot him. Like, and they walk. They they backpedal right by that cop yep. up the stairs. Yep. Cause he's, like, see, because he also is just like wide eyed. Like this is probably yep, not this is terrible. Um, so uh, then there's this bizarre film stock change that happens, and uh, everything gets super grainy and weird. Uh, you know, everything blows up. Uh, some of that I think has to do with the special effects and like how they had, uh, no, no, how they no, had to overlay no, things. No, I don't. I don't think so. I'd be. I'd, I'd love to ask someone who does have some insight. Uh, uh, listeners out there who have insight on this, uh, yeah. you please, know, please comment on the um, on the, in the like and subscribe, like smash and subscribe. that like thing, smash that and like uh, smash that like thing. I know. And, if this uh, is your first up. time here at Tharp and Thirty, um, then, I know we only uh, got. We, I, I know we only got about. Uh, 19 more minutes. We've got 19 minutes left, so we're gonna we're gonna continue forward, and we'll give you all the uh, 
Instas yeah. and Facebook. That's fine because we're going to throw about a page of notes a minute, and it looks like you have about nineteen more pages of notes. So, um, so now we go with the uh, ghost montage, the second montage I of the movie. I believe it's magic. I believe magic. it's magic. Um, uh, do you know who uh, sings magic, that song? Magic. Uh, at one at one point in time, I definitely did, uh, but I, I I I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Mick Smiley. Mick. As in M-I-C-K? Yep. Mick Smiley. Mick Smiley. Uh, so, um, uh, I just recently started a new job. The guy that hired me, his name is Smiley. And shout out to Smiley. My partner's name future, is, is Mick. Uh, uh, shout out to both future guests, Mick and Mick. Yep. Um, Mick and Smiley. Uh, so, like, the awesomest thing about so this track real, real is... Quick, real quick, is that well, when I told my family that I was coming to do this uh, in the morning... Uh, they were both like, oh, how can we listen to this podcast? And I'm like, uh, yeah, we're not streaming this live. <laughs> Don't no, worry are, about we it. We are actually streaming this live right now. Don't worry about it, because but... earlier my mother was like, how can I call into it? <laughs> <laughs> we should take calls. Do you remember the, uh, uh, this is super off topic, but the uh, the, the Mr. Show uh, pre-recorded call-in show? <laughs> I, I do. So basically it'd be like that. In... We're not talking about dog rescues. We're talking about help for the elderly. So don't call in. (laughs) (laughs) You're you're ruining this. Shout out to future guests, Mr. Show. Um, Okay, so uh, now we're we're in jail. There's no way they're coming on your show. Bullshit. Shout out to Mr. Show. Um, So we're in jail. Uh, We are? The Ghostbusters are in jail. This is oh, where back to the back to the topic that we're doing. We're talking about the Ghostbusters. Yep, uh, we're I'm not cool there enough. quite yet. But Carl Winslow, uh, <laughs> Reginald Johnson, Reg, Reginald Vell Johnson from uh, Die Hard, yes, two and yeah. one, yeah, and the uh, the Perfect Strangers spinoff. Yep. What's that called? Uh, we'll we'll like, just call it Perfect uh, Strangers. Yeah, Perfect Strangers too. Um, with Shout the, out to future guest Josh Hartnett for TGIF slash Urkel slash Reginald Bell Johnson. Yeah. Slash Elevator Operator. I, I, played, a, I played a cop forever. Um, yo, Ghostbusters. I love it. Yeah. Um, the mayor wants to talk to you. Mayor wants, mayor wants to talk to, to you. you. Um, but when, 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 the whenever, whenever they're in there, it's just like... It, it's it's hilarious. It's like the other convicts are actually like every, everyone's like up in arms. So they're good. like they're like hmm. They keep like huddling in, and then like uh, the the Ghostbusters like kind of give the, the 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 swivel head around. Right, 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 right. And they all break up. Um, Where to? Real quick, and not uh, to be too modernly politically correct, but one thing I did enjoy about the jail scene was there was about a fifty fifty ethnic spread. Yep, and everyone's dressed relatively nice, you know. Like I mean, uh, it seems like a pretty tame night in Manhattan. They, they that all night. look pretty blue collar. Yep, they got like a lot of flannel yeah, going well, on. Flannel. Nobody, people nobody people looks be working. like yeah, nobody looks like heroin addicts. People, they people look be like, working. Yeah, I, I, the man's trying to keep me down, trying trying to take me off the streets, and I'm trying to work. Just getting a bunch of fucking Hollywood fucking bullshit. Uh, bullshit. It, anyway. Um, so how do they get all of the uh, fucking schematics? <laughs> So, <laughs> in the jail cell. 
I kind of always wondered the same thing. Now, one of the two schematics they don't. Evor Shandor. They I don't, believe is there's is, there's a lower schematic and an upper schematic. Mm-hmm. The lower schematic. Many schematics. The lower schematic. Multiple. The Maddox. lower schematic is uh, the the paper's white and it's a little larger. Mm-hmm. Um, the upper schematic is blue and it comes from Ray's pocket and he had it in a previous scene in the Fair car. Enough. Okay, I in like the it. car that you're I, talking I love, about. I love this. Where whereas uh, Winston Zeddemore and Ray Stans are talking uh, about the biblical implications and the belief mm-hmm. in God okay. and quoting Revelations. Um, Ray is reading the blue schematics and he folds them up and he puts them in his pocket and they get arrested in that scene. Yeah, fair enough. In that um, uh, wardrobe. And so you see when they're in jail and Egon has the white schematic, which again is a mystery where, where he actually got that and got it into the cell. But Ray pulls the blue one out of his pocket and unfolds it. That was something I paid okay. very particular attention to last night. Because he does. He had it earlier in the earlier scene in the uh, in Ecto-1. And he pulls it out in the in the jail cell. Now, okay. would they have... Wait. <laughs> Would they have let them, you know, obviously, you know sure. the deal. Like I don't you, know, maybe it's a cushy Manhattan jail. I've never been to Manhattan jail. Uh, especially, I've never been arrested by the EPA, so I don't know what their search and seizure well, I don't policies know, I don't are. think they have that power. I think they were arrested by the Manhattan police. Well, under the authority of the EPA, Indeed. however. But, I mean... In, there's a lot of policy. There's a lot of policy. There's a lot overlap. of ins and outs, what have you, and whatnot. Um, Got a lot of new so, information so, so anyway, on this blueprint. So, a lot of... the what, One thing I wanted to say was a lot of, like, the... Um, Ghostbusters lore that goes into like the canon of Ghostbusters, the whole all this shit comes from this one, like most of it comes from like this scene. So, and and this is a really good example of exposition is really hard to do in a narrative. But it's like world building, you know, like nail it in this scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By putting them in this prison with these with these two blueprints, like you get an exposition scene that that. Well, it's a plot device, it, it's, but, it's, but it has some organic. Yes, it's, to it, it. it's it's not. I remember a long time ago having a conversation with you about exposition for exposition's sake is such bullshit. Well, the way you and that's away, why I don't write my movies like that. And and the way you get away with it, and that's God why the it. scene works really well, is that. If you as the narrator are expositing to your audience, it doesn't work. What you always do is have a character that knows and a character that doesn't. Sure. And have the character explain. So what you're saying is. Yeah. So what you're saying is this. And so you're having a, a, a character development moment at the same time that you're expositing all of this to your audience. Right. Um, so they get they get I'm sorry, broke I know, free. I know we only have like I know we only have like, like seventeen more minutes. About seventeen minutes left. Uh, so so then they get you know taken out. Hey, the mayor wants to see you. We're at the mayor's office, Lenny. Lenny. Uh, <laughs> well, he doesn't do the Lenny thing yet because uh, that was something I never caught before. David yeah. Margulies. Yeah, David Margulies. Yeah. Uh, loved him as Tony Soprano's lawyer in The Sopranos. Um. He's he's pretty fun, he's pretty funny in this. Uh, 
and then they all get they all get a chance to go. The dead rising from the grave. You know, everyone's like yelling at the him. The walls you know? in the thirty second precinct are bleeding. How do you explain that? <laughs> like <laughs> that, that guy shit. is chewing the scenery. <laughs> that shit. That shit. He really is though. That's fucking great. I love. I love that guy. But scene. what's also great about David oh, the, Margulies' performance? The, then the performance, Pope come. Is that the Pope? No, he's a cardinal. Okay, he's a fair cardinal. Enough, fair he's enough. The, but like. He's, but he calls him Mike. He goes, Mike. My eminence. What am I going to do here? So that was exactly what I wanted to talk about. Like, for everything else, he's being, you know, he's the mayor. He's this authoritative, like, um, hard ass, you know? And then when this cardinal comes in, Mikey, right? Mikey. Right. What am I going to yeah, do? Eminence. My eminence. And, and, you know, and he kisses the ring and he does the whole thing and he breaks down and he's like, he has this whole moment, and he's he again is chewing up the scenery, but he's like, "What am I gonna do here?" Like he really gets into this like the official it, stance of the church. Uh, also, stereotypical Italian American New York Brooklyn uh, Catholic sure thing. He's like, "Oh, you know, what am I gonna do?" And and he refers to he he. Honors his eminence, calling him his eminence, kisses the ring, uh, and then refers to him by his first name as Mikey. Yeah, so they have a personal and then relationship. Mikey says Lenny. 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 Uh, the official. The, the church is not going to take an official stance on this, but if you if you ask me, it's a sign from God. Um, and that's when Vankman goes on the Vankman show. The charlatan. It's the Vankman show. The charlatan that he is. The the charismatic weasel of a car salesman that he is starts to say his spiel. And what he does is he says, Lenny, and the camera cuts to David Margulies. And Lenny props his eyebrow up like, what the hell did you just call me? You just refer to me not only by my first name, but like by my shortened casual name. You will have saved the lives of millions of, of registered, registered voters. voters. And then it cuts to the Cardinal. And he's and like... The, and the mm, Cardinal's like... This guy... And what... what but what it's, the like mayor, the, it's like, what it's the, like mayor the Bankman the Car- show. What the mayor okay. and the Cardinal both kind of nod at the same time is like... This guy's This guy's bullshitting you? And he's right. And, and he's right. really good at what he does. Right. Like, we for need, him to we say to sign that, off on like, this guy. I want him out of here. And then when Fakeman goes... I want him out of here. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. <laughs> I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss you. I'm going to send you a fruitcake. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. That whole scene is like... I mean, and of course what happens in here is the whole... Uh, the dickless scene. This man has no dick. Of like course. one of the most quotable, you know, moments of that movie. Well, that's what I heard... Just the delivery of that heard. line. Like, some of these lines are not that good. It's just the delivery. Because like, they're all based in the comedy. Delivery. These guys are all comedians. You know, yeah. like, whether whether you're, they're not stand-up, Dude, this goes they're, back they're to writers. Lor- this goes they're... back to Lauren Michaels. These are not pretty people. These are not... Um, but they're believable people. They're believable people with great comedic timing. Absolutely. And, and Lauren Michaels, I think, you know, for whatever, he's a weirdo. You know, because he's like so shout out to future uh, guest he's so Lauren Michaels. Super serious. He's so I'm far super from thirty. Serious. But he has this talent for picking out these these regular 
people that we can all sort of identify with in some aspect or another. He's also really good at firing them, too. Uh, well, he's also really good at firing them inappropriately early and launching other huge mega careers that are... He killed Chris Farley. It's, it's almost like it's almost like he's like the Homeward Bound thing where he's like, dude, it's just time for you to go out. Just go home. Shout go out home. to future conspiracy theory, Lauren Michaels killed Chris Farley. Um, so, yes, we all love the Vankman show in the mayor's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. Like, he's just like, he's just fucking throwing, throwing heat left and right. Um, here's another Winston flub. Uh, coming up. I don't know if you have this in your notes, but uh, so, you know, like they get sprung from jail and they're going to go fight, you know, Gozer the Gozarian, right? The Traveler and Destructor. Uh, indeed. And, but so also, Winston is not there in the mayor's office. Um, I don't... I, uh, no, yes, he is, because he gives the whole impassioned, uh... I've only worked for these guys for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, I fucked up. that'll turn you white. That will, sure, that will turn you white. So, there, this is... She this, says to a bunch of white people, which is this, also this, funny this, as fuck. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, just, just an aside right here, I loved how they're... This is 1984... Where they're definitely making movies about r- racial comedy, you know, like uh, the trading places, uh, the fucking whatever. I mean, you know, again, like, and this was this was a role written for Eddie Murphy. Eddie, for Eddie Murphy, but they, they don't take any shots, you know, like and like the shot should have been, uh, "Hey, man, these white people are fucking crazy." Uh, that would have been a great joke, and I think maybe that joke was kind of in there, you know, like. Uh, but anyway. Um, so all of a sudden, Winston is not there whenever they go to take the streets. We're going to go fight Gozer. Winston is not there. Oh, and there's a very good reason why. Uh, okay. Well, hold on. Let, let me finish my piece. And then they're like, they're all looking up, you know, at the, at, at the top, you know, and then and then the earth open, you know, opens up. Mm-hmm. You know, they all fall down. Bum, bum. And right, bum, bum. and they come. Right, and uh, and so, but then all of a sudden, uh, Winston God, comes so good. out from the thing. Mm-hmm. He didn't go down the thing, but he comes up from the thing. Right. Tell, tell me about tell me about this. So the filming of that scene is actually pivotal in <laughs> in the lore of the movie because okay. um, I'm loving this right now. By the way, the Name Ghostbusters was taken and copywritten and and not available. Definitely, I'm I'm familiar with this. Yes. So there was a whole thing about they filmed a bunch of scenes, um, where they would they would do it twice and they would say Ghostbusters and Ghostbreakers. They really wanted to do Ghostbusters, but there was somebody that held the rights. Well, so like a bunch of people actually. Well, it was one particular movie company and a previous production. It was like a nothing whatever that owned the rights to Ghostbusters, and this goes again into the cartoons because there were two cartoons then in the eighties. There was Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters. The real Ghostbusters is related to the movie, and the Ghostbusters was something that the other company, which I that also 
originally like had the rights. Yeah, it was really cool and it was weirder. Yeah, but uh, one of the reasons that they, because the studio was more like, dude, if we could, if we could just go with Ghost Breakers, that'd be better because then we don't have to pay this other studio for the rights to this crap. But then they filmed that scene, and there was a crowd of extras going. Uh, the first take that they did, they were like, we're going to do one Ghostbusters. You're going to chant Ghostbusters. And then we're going to do another take. It's going to be Ghostbreakers. Well, they did the Ghostbusters one first. And part of this was a sneaky filmmaker trick. Because the filmmakers were like, dude, we got to use Ghostbusters. Because Ghostbreakers is stupid. <laughs> Indeed. So we're going to film the Ghostbusters one first. And we're going to okay. get all these extras pumped up. To say Ghostbusters, and they do it. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. Right, right, right. And then one of the producers calls the studio while the film, like oh, from a payphone, while this scene is being filmed on location. He's like, holds the phone out, and he's like, "Do you hear this? You hear them all chanting? Like, go get the rights." And that was that was the deciding factor about why. They ended up going with Ghostbusters and not and not settling for Ghostbreakers. But also, that was filmed early in the production. I'm pretty sure before, before Ernie Hudson, Hudson was. I don't in know it. that I don't know that he wasn't um, hired already. But sometimes, again, you were talking about call sheets and stuff earlier. Like they might not have brought him on yet to film wow. scenes. But the funniest thing is, I didn't notice this until yesterday. And there was a bunch of... You know, I love this fucking movie so much. I've watched... I, I think this movie is so cool. Obviously, nostalgia and all that shit. Yeah, uh, but that's what's but, so but, great but it's about also like, these, is we it's always like, find another thing that we didn't I've think never, of I've never thought about notice. that at all. And I'm like, all of a sudden... And then Ernie Hudson crawls out of the crack in the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, like... And, and yep, and here we are. And I don't think anyone noticed... You know, like, uh, so well, none of the none of the white people did because we're no, garbage, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oof! Shout out to future guests, garbage white people. Um, I thought that was today's guests. Uh, oof. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, so yeah, like it's it's great. It it seems like it's this big New York thing too. Like you know, it seems very New Yorky. Like, um. You know, everyone's like, yeah, you know, everyone's like coming together. It's like, we're going to go take care of this. We're going to go fucking kick some ass, Which, right? Okay, while we're talking about Ernie's, uh, Ernie Hudson, is that is that the consolation that he gets the last line and gets to say, I'm not sure about the lore, town. but like, I mean, he's definitely talked about it, you know, like, you know, like you got screwed and, you know, like, yeah. is it bullshit? Sure. Am I happy to be a part of the whole thing? Absolutely. You know, it's it's a different time. We're moving forward. Whatever. Am I going to... Well, and that's the classiness of him. Absolutely, dude. Like, you know, he's like... He's been like so, uh, you know, like gracious at like all like the cons and like... I was looking for. And... and it's unfortunate that that we have to Because he fucking throws heat. And like... And that dude has got a beyond incredible career. Like, you know, like I love his like chops. Well, and there's like... Dude, him and like uh, there's like there's there's a there's a, a recount him recounting the sort of scenario and him both sort of simultaneously throwing shade and excusing the other cast members who were like, 
dude, we're so sorry, but it's like just the business, and like, can you like, is can you just be cool? Like, we're sorry, we hate it. I mean, naturally, I'm not going to speak on. Uh, well, here's what he should have done. And I mean, like, you know, like that's no, fucked fuck up. Say dude, that is fucked that. up, yeah. man. Like he's he's getting the short end, and um, you know, like I mean, he, you know, shout out to Ernie Hudson, future guest of the podcast. Uh, is he oh, on next hopefully, week? Hopefully. Uh, no, he's coming next week. I thought. No, I'm no, gonna, Ernie, I'm, Ernie will be here for episode three. It's really I'm, great. I'm, it's I'm, really great. No, I wish he was, trying, man. He's like, trying um, to be modest for for all of you. And no, like, that's not true, fans. Like, um, I've already booked it. It's it's cool. Ernie's going to be here. It's great. Uh, I I think he handled the whole thing really like. It was really like, classy. W- fucking classy. It was classy. In way, like you know, it was like classy while also he not also loves. Down. Like exactly, he also loves the franchise. He loves the franchise. Like he, uh, you know, for all of the things that two did wrong, like right off the beginning, they they incorporate him a lot more. Oh hell yeah, dude! Like um, doing the. However, it's weird. It's weird that he doesn't have a mustache in two. We'll we'll talk about that in you know future podcasts. Never considered any of that. Um, really? Yeah. He doesn't have a mustache in two. No, I understand. I don't. I'm, I believe you, and I know this. It's, it's like, weird. Any, anyway, as a kid, it never made a difference to me. Anyway, we've got like 16 minutes left, so um, oh, I'm not going to make it that long. Okay, this has been Tharp in 30. Uh, shout out to future guest Chase Thorne, and uh, I, I'm sorry, fans. Can we please just finish this, Chase? Do you got oh. 16 minutes? Okay. Okay. So, uh, in my notes, all I have written down is sexy altar. <laughs> so, so, so now... So, again, back in the day on VHS and, and, and CRTs, she looked a lot more naked. You're talking about Gozer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And no, now, I'm, ta- I'm talking about the Keymaster and the, and the Gatekeeper. Oh, uh, you right. know, they're, all, they're all their sexy altars. It, you know? I remember, you know, again, getting into my teenage years and, and then realizing the um, analogy of those two terms. Yes, uh, indeed, indeed. I'm like, oh, it's like a pee-pee and a VJ. <laughs> the, those, those phrases are not um, oh, sanctioned the- by this podcast. Oh. That's a Chase Thorne thing. Yeah, oh, okay. I wasn't supposed to talk about the... The genitals and the ejaculation and stuff, because you warned me earlier that we weren't going to go into all of that kind of stuff, right? Right. Well, we'll edit this out. That's fine. We'll edit yeah, this no, out. Tharp was really, he was really like, this is going to get graphic and we, we don't want to talk about that kind of stuff on this podcast, but it happened. So anyway, I guess we're talking about... Uh, <laughs> The Art Deco of the uh, of the upper chamber. So the design of the movie, the sort of art design, going even back to the beginning. In the beginning of the movie, there's so much gothic design set up in the whole thing, uh, and the way that the the movie kind of moves between. Because then, of course, you go to Dana. You know, the first time you see Dana walking through the hall and passing. Uh, Louis Tully's apartment like you start to see the art deco and the way that that sets up different themes and tones in the movie 
but the way that they really portray New York as a gothic thing, like both through the library, the post-library, the university scenes, um, even even the firehouse to a degree, like the way that like with all the spider webs and uh, but they do they move into that Art Deco thing as well, and then you sort of see the the affluent modernism when when uh, Tully goes into Central Park and. Uh, the affluent restaurant with all of the glass fronts, you know, and everybody, uh, all the pretentious snooty people in that restaurant. Uh, and I really like the way that as they shift the tone of the movie, they shift those sort of like um, art designs and the emphasis on certain kinds of art design between Gothic and, and Art Deco and the postmodernism and... Um, I think it really shows, like, also as you go through the the character arcs of the movie, the art design takes you from a place from that very claustrophobic library to the openness of the but, but temple also, on the top. And of the also, building. I'd like to say that, like, the uh, the score becomes this very big, gigantic, horned and yeah. uh, symphonic monster. Bum, Bum, bum. You know, like, uh, it, it gets very big and, and open. And even the soundtrack choices, like, you don't really get a, you don't really get a big soundtrack drop until the, um, until the first montage after the, the hotel. Right. The one we were uh, talking about that has the ragtime. Yeah. Uh, and then there's Clean another one. Clean up the town. Clean up the town. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, it's magic. Is the, but the second of, one? But each of these pieces of music also have, just like the art design does. Like these are very different, disparate genres uh, that are showing sort of an arc that the that the movie takes through as it's as it's storytelling for you. It's taking you through all these tones and moods, but it's not it's not jarring. It's very organic. It's very um, a slice of New York, but it's showing you the kind of New York that it wants to show you. And that's what's great about. Um, setting a story in new york is that you can portray new york in all of these different kinds of ways whether it's it's gothic or postmodern or or art deco or um i mean i i don't even know where to, where to quite go beyond that but the, the movie does a really good job of hitting all of those things not making it in your face but really but I, yeah, exactly i don't think they're trying to slam that in your face i think that's just like a natural but I think they're uh, particular choices that were there. They're very particular art design choices that were made. Right. Oh, of course. It's not accidental that you're that, that this all of this is happening. But then once we, uh, you know, get to the top of this, you know, the mystery is solved kind of thing. You know, oh, it's it's Dana's Dana's apartment mm-hmm. was the the door, the literal door. What was the architect's name? Ivor Shandor. Ivor Shandor. Uh, <laughs> and um, also part of that lore that goes in the video game. It goes in uh-huh. all that fucking uh, Ivor Shandor lore. Ivor Shandor lore. And, uh, um, you know, apparently he loved to do unnecessary surgeries. <laughs> and, Rituals um, that were designed to bring about the end of the world. <laughs> Indeed. Um, but then the, like, you know, it, you know, it has a bunch of great bits where it's like, 
Oh, where do these stairs go up? They up. go up. <laughs> They're great. I mean, you know, you know, you know. Tell me when we're on and the nineteenth floor. Yeah, I'm so much of that's ad libbed. Now that shot with the matte painting. Yeah, it's great. That's oh, fucking great, that's, man. Dude, it's like this Escher moment. Yeah, like it's really good. Like, oh, that's a matte painting. Uh, isn't that an incredible matte painting? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I and obviously, as a kid, I'm like, fuck no, like 1999. Right, yeah. You know? As a kid, I'm like, oh, shit. I wouldn't want to do that. And again, that's where, like, some of the HD and Blu-ray and, and, and some of that that we have now is is almost to a detriment because... It makes it look worse. In old resolutions, that looks great. Yeah, it, lo- it looks pretty shoddy these days. But whatever. Um, I mean, that matte, that matte painting holds up pretty well. The perspective is so good. And the detail is so good. You can tell it's a matte painting, but it doesn't it doesn't pull you out of the immersion. Sure. Indeed. So anyway, we make it up there, uh, and we're going to fight uh, Gozer the Gozerian. The Traveler, the Destructor. The Destructor. Uh, all the uh, Marshmallow Man shit is the shit. It looks fucking great. Yes. Um, uh, so another one of the deleted scenes that I caught was when um, his hat it falls down. I hate it. Falls down. Well, it's I liked the idea of it. No, but but, but it's it's not made of marshmallow. Like I, again, I've, I've seen it. I'm same, like that doesn't make any. Idea. It's, it's like, a continuity error. Well, <laughs> you know, like, and it doesn't have to be made of marshmallow because maybe Stay Puft the Marshmallow Man doesn't have a marshmallow hat just because he's made of marshmallow and it matches him. <laughs> but okay, it All doesn't right. work. Okay, like, it, it didn't work. The delete, it was cool to see the deleted. It scene. was I cool to see idea. it. I remember when I when, when I. But uh, again, but again, it was a wise choice to to cut it. Absolutely, it didn't work. It 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 breaks that immersion of all of the. Yes. However, what also breaks the immersion is that that's obviously all shaving cream. Oh no! But it, but it, as a child, as a, as as a consumer of this movie, well, yeah, I, I was didn't like, shave when I was. I a didn't. Child, I didn't so. see shit. I was like, that seems like marshmallow goo to me. I I always felt like it didn't look right. Not to mention the fact that like, the miniatures are incredibly good. Uh, yeah. Like, so you've got the marshmallow man walking around, and then you see like cutaway versions of it, you know, 40 years later of like people operating him mm-hmm. underneath. And I'm like, holy shit, that looks incredible. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I thought that was some other thing, you know, like they're doing work there. Those miniatures are crazy good. And what's, you know, like what that movie did is like your two big ghost antagonists are Slimer and um, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. Well, I don't know about, I think, I think Gozer, the Gozerian would be pretty. Like as far as like iconic marketable. Of course. By the way, she's terrifying. uh, Played by Slavitsa Jovan. Uh, Who did what else? She, well, she was a Russian gymnast. Shout out to Russian gymnasts. They're good at stuff. Uh, no shade. Uh, well, I don't know. This is an 84, though. I mean, 84 is crazy. I mean, do you remember the Cold War? <laughs> uh, I mean, vaguely. I was like, this big. Uh you can't see my fingers on the on Fair the audio, enough. but Fair like enough. they're they're really squeezed together. Very well. Very I'm small. sure she was lovely, uh, even though they she kinda, was terrifying. The, uh, well, hold on a second, real quick. 
the Russians, you know, kind of like punked out of the 84 Olympics. But anyway. They punked out of this year's Olympics, too. There's nothing worse than a Russian Olympic team. (laughs) Shout out to future guest. Yeah. The Russian Vladimir Putin. Okay, he's so already, he's already actually hacked into this podcast. So, I don't know if you know that, but most of my as we're doing were it live, directed from um, him, basically. But meanwhile, yes, this is terrifying. You know, like it's it's a it's kind of a bizarre, weird shot. You know, like the whole thing. You know, then you know it comes back as the the marshmallow man. You know, like which is just so fucking funny. Um, Raymond Stance's face just. Just going. It just popped in there. It just popped in there. What Ray? But, but like, but like him after he already knows it happened and it's and it's crushing the city, and and just the kind of like all like of those his face on is, the are, rooftop though with all those are columns. Just great. And like as a kid, I just wanted to like I just wanted to play on that set. Yeah, for more sure. More than anything, for sure. Like, and my friend um, Danny Gammon and I it was my childhood friend growing up. Uh, and we had like between us, like a couple of proton pack toys mm-hmm. and the trap and a PKE meter. And right. like, we'd go off the rails playing. Does that st- stand for psychokinetic energy? Uh, meter? Psycho- psychokinetic energy. Okay. Yeah. yeah go absolutely. Ahead, go, ahead. go ahead. Um, shout out to Danny Gammon and shout out to psychokinetic energy. Yeah. Yeah. Both of them helped me learn to play guitar, which is totally relevant to this podcast. Anyway, continue. Uh, you know, then we, def- you know, let's cross the streams. Cross the streams. I thought you said crossing the streams was bad. You said crossing the streams was bad. Cross uh, I'm in for it. You know, like. It's one of those like kind of like plot devices that's just like, yeah, we got nothing. Let's just uh, break the logic and do so, the thing. Going back to lifelong quotes, this was not one that I did as a child, but like as a as an ornery, as an ornery chaotic twenty something adult, which again was a long time ago. Uh, the uh, I love this plan. I'm a yeah, fan yeah, of sure, this sure. Plan. Like, no, but that's how many I'm... times have we said that to each other when one of us is I'm suggested a fan of this plan. when one of us is suggested an absolutely oh, awful course of action? Uh, yeah, I've I've been uh, in bands with you slash yeah. groups of friends with you. This has happened this many parties, times. Parties where we're I'm, like, I'm a. F- I'm a, I'm a fan of this hey, plan. You know, hey, hey, here's this really bad idea we could do right now. I'm a fan I of this plan. I love this. I'm a fan yeah, yeah, of this yeah. plan. It, but it's like logic breakdown in movies that just like negates every other rule setup that's happened. Mm. It seems to happen it's so more often, of more like, often than you than you know. But like you know, it's you know, it's the '80s. Um, now, when they do this, the model blow up, like explosion. Is fucking so dope. It's so good. It's so good as a child and even as an adult yesterday, I'm like, yeah. holy shit. That is perfect. The 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 only thing that's like so before the model blow up is the face explosion of Of the Marshmallow Man. Of the Marshmallow Man. And then looks fucking huge explosion. great. Dude, looks and great. He's, he's getting it. The Ghostbusters are unscathed. Sorry, Venkman. Barbie. Oh, it smells like barbecued dog hair. 
This explosion is ginormous. Why are they completely unscathed? I have a theory on this. They were all secretly uh, God-fearing people. They're all, some of them Catholic, some of them Methodist. Some Protestants. Some, uh, actually not, um, my boss is, my boss is Irish. I'm not, I'm I'm not going to go any further. (laughs) I'm not going to go any further with this joke. Um, well, they were on the top. The heat went up. No, but no, it didn't. It went out. It went directly out in the explosion. You can see it. They're between the explosion and the marshmallow man. Like, yeah, I know, man. I know. Don't. It's the suspension of belief thing. You yeah, want, you dude, know, you have to do it. You are... have to do it. Yeah. Speaking of suspensions of disbelief, uh, shout out to future guest Chase Thorne <laughs> on the next episode of Ghostbusters <laughs> Tharp and 30. Um, oh, my God. Well, well, I, yeah. I, I want to revisit this, maybe, um, this exact topic in a year. And, we, and we, you know, we won't go through the scene by scenes or whatever, but, like, I did... God, uh, I hope not. You know, we both talked about this in advance, and we did we did our, our, our fair preparations. And as I got into my preparations, um, there, there wasn't enough time... Where like I was like, oh, there's a rabbit hole I could really go down, and I and I think if we revisit this episode in a year, like I could really go down some rabbit holes that that we didn't even travel down. Shout out to uh, future once... podcast Tharp and Rabbit Hole. Yeah, uh, in... rabbit holes in thirties one year anniversary. Uh, well, hold on before we get there, let's just wrap up uh, this movie. Love the montage at the end of uh, the shaking the hands, kissing the babies. So I had a, I had a, I had a uh, Mandela effect moment watching it last night, where when they break her, when they break Dana out of the dog, I remember her saying, "Oh, Thankman, oh Thankman," like, and, and her repeating it two or three times. And I'm watching the movie, and like, not once does she say. Any of that. No. And, but like, I have a very clear picture in my head as a child of. Yeah, like, you created that in your own brain. All right. Well, fair enough. I mean, like, honestly, like, I've, you know, I'm not saying you're an asshole. I'm just saying, like, it's one of those things I'm not that we do. I'm an asshole. I'm saying I cross timelines, man. Well, no, but I mean, like, you know, it's like, it's like those things, that, you know, like when we're young that we, like, could swear happened but didn't. Or did they? They didn't. You don't know that. Well, it's on film, but but that has in, nothing to do with timeline variance, man. Anyway, any <laughs> hoozle. Um, He's not entertaining this at all. It's fine. Uh, so, so uh, love the montage at the end. You know, shaking hands, kissing babies, uh, marshmallows all over everyone. I'm uh, sorry, you said uh, doing what, what? What? What with hands and babies? Shaking hands, kissing babies. Yeah, yeah that's the right order. That's and. Right. Um, I always I mix those and, up and then and uh, Lewis Tully, you know, just like oh, oh shit, what <laughs> happened? What am I doing? Oh my goodness, you I was a tax of, uh, attorney. Oh, they, they make uh, they make a reference to the 1907. Um, no, no, the 1984 uh, uh, cross rip. Well, they also uh, the the meteor that exploded over Siberia in yes. 1907. They yes. make a reference to that yes. and. 
uh, of course, like the great line in that moment is like, Oh, who does your taxes? Yes, you know? indeed, indeed. And again, as a as a kid, just the way he delivers the line was so quotable. Like none of that hits him. I don't understand. No, like an not until I'm not until I'm like probably like smoking weed and I'm like yeah. sixteen. I watch it. I'm like, I've oh, that shit's that. hilarious. That cool? I no. Oh yeah, that's bad. Kids, don't do that. No, do not smoke weed. And no, 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 no. I smoked weed one time when I watched Ghostbusters, and that's it. Oh, yeah, and it was like, you know... And I was like... Scared straight. And then I don't do it anymore. Um, And we will revisit this on episode two of Ghostbusters. Starring my very friend... This was episode two. My very friend. My very good friend. No, this is episode... No, they're not sequential. No, this is episode two, though. Right? No, this is episode first... one of Ghostbusters. No, but it's the second episode of Tharp and 30. They're not sequential. Oh. So this one's first, then. Well, tune in and see. <laughs> <laughs>